We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the College Football National Championship, Kyler Murray Spitball, the NFL Divisional Round, and our picks. And we have a special guest, so stay tuned. Did this shit my own life. And we're back! Yay, motherfucking yay! Ooh, you changed it up. I'm feeling frisky today. I told you guys when I walked in the studio. Yo, you did. That was the first thing he said to me. He's like, yo, feeling frisky. I was like, get feeling frisky. <laughs> I've worked out. Does so that mean horny? Or? Nah, it's just like I'm feeling <laughs> super confident in myself for some reason. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wait, you've been working out? Been working out. Wrap up. Got a lot of love. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, been was working on one. some stuff. Thanks, man. Been working on some other stuff. Yes. I'm feeling confident right now. Had some good days as a teacher. I'm out here. What is a good day as a teacher? Oh, you want me to really get into this? No, I don't. Uh, the short, I don't. Long I don't story short, there's a student that really needed I'm help. I'm moving forward. And I've been helping her. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Never mind. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. First, you're serious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah. know who didn't have a good day? Alabama. Mm. Ooh. Because mm. I bet them, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Me and uh, <laughs> So basically, <laughs> if you didn't watch the game, you didn't have to. A foot was aggressively placed inside of the anus of Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 44 to 16. Um, Trevor Lawrence was throwing darts all over the <laughs> over the field. <laughs> Tua threw an early pick six. I think it was the first play of the game. Nah, if I'm nah, not mistaken. Was, they got, I think it was a oh, couple no. plays in. It was the yeah. first drive. First it was the first drive. Yeah. Um. So that was a hot start. But then he also came back and he threw Clemson a dime. Clemson punted. They went like three and out. What? The first drive. Like Clemson punted to them, and then Tua threw the pick six. Oh yeah, that's right. That is right. That is right. Um. Yo, that's crazy. I had no idea it was going to be that bad. Yo, is Clemson going to, like, take place of Alabama as, like, the powerhouse school? Like, are, are we going into next season, like, oh, Alabama's going to win? 
Usually that's the case. It was the case prior to the game starting and up until like halftime. And then it completely flip-flopped where, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be there no matter what, as much as he doesn't want to. He's there for the next two years. So next year, the line immediately flip-flopped because you could bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl right now for next year. Mm -hmm. NBA Finals, all that. So the National Championship, they made Clemson the significant favorite at halftime of that game for next season Mm. because he's there. If you light up Alabama as a true freshman, yo, this kid had his prom ten months ago. That's insane. I think I believe we posted that on Veterans Minimum. Yeah. On Instagram at Veterans Minimum. Cheap so, point. yeah, this kid is young. He's a stud. I talked about for a while now. I've been talking about that Elite Eleven camp that Trent Dilfer does, and how Trent Dil- Dilfer, if if he could have jerked them off, he would have. <laughs> like he, the way he was, the way he was talking about them and just foaming at the mouth, and yo, he showed it. Kid's a beast. It's crazy because if you look at you're, – you're saying, like, is there going to be a shift in powerhouses in, in college football? And if you look at since the BCS has gone to a four-team playoff, it's the Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney have the exact same production. They both have two national titles, and they both have made the playoffs every single year. Hmm. So as, as before where it's like, all right, Nick Saban is the best coach in college football, and that's no doubt, no doubt about it. He gets the best players. He has the best system, this and that and this and that. All of a sudden, you're looking at who does really have the best players. Is it, is it Nick Saban or is it D- Dabo Sweeney? Because Nick Saban has never really been able to recruit a quarterback so far. I also think they're, they're at a disadvantage in the SEC because a lot of quarterbacks don't want to go down there because the defenses are so... When you think the South football, Joey, what do you think of? Mad good defenses, mm-hmm. right? So good that's why... Games. Yeah, that's why yeah. quarterbacks don't really go down there. Sure, there's exceptions. Like, you've had Cam Newton go down there. Well, I also think that they don't even, like, build their teams that way. I don't think they... Because their defenses are ridiculous. It's basically an NFL defense every year on Alabama. And then they have a ridiculous wide receiver, shadily, like every single season. And then their running backs are always getting drafted in the first round. So it's like, why do we need a quarterback? Just hand the ball off and shut up, and they're going to score no <laughs> points. Yeah. So we don't need to like go after the highest recruit. So, But it could be that they no one wants to go there. But I also think that they just don't need it. They don't need a, a quarterback. I mean, they've had some good quarterbacks. Like, you got yeah, they had. Two always short just because he had a bad game. No, like, he was the best dual threat quarterback going into that season or whatever. Right, right. So, like, they've had him. They've had McCarron. Like, they've had good quarterbacks on their saving. McCarron. Not NFL prospects, right, but he's a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, one of the worst tattoos I mean, I've ever seen. Clemson's had NFL guys. You know what I mean? I mean, who? Besides Watson. Watson. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, they had Taj Boyd before that. He was, like, 5'10". Uh, NFL it's guy. Like, he got, dude. <laughs> he went to the NFL. Barely. He was in the he NFL. He was like cut by the drafted by the Jets in what the sixth. Yeah, didn't round? it? Wasn't it like a favor because Rex Ryan's kid went to Clemson Probably. too, and he knew yeah, him he did, yeah. in the sixth round kind of thing. Details. Yeah, I would favor. I was just pull, selling Batman short with quarterbacks. That's all I'm saying. I mean, to be fair, like Greg McElroy. Aaron, uh, Aaron oh, McCarron. He was a great thrower at the college level. A.J. McCarron. Great thrower at the college level. And he yeah, was sure, a piece but, for them. But we're saying going to the next level. Like in, in the SEC, a lot of guys are top players that right. end up playing on Sundays from the defensive side. I took side that as you guys saying they have no chance. Like they, You're talking nah. about the college championship next year. You guys are selling two away short. I'm just saying Dabble's better, a better recruiter of quarterbacks. And look, I think, like you said, yeah, you're right. We're selling two a short. He lost one game. How much of a factor do you think it was that Tua played like what ten snaps or some or some crazy number like that in the fourth quarter all year? Because this Alabama team had never seen adversity, and then all of a sudden they face adversity on the first drive of the game, and it really seemed like there were a bunch of like it was like I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones. 
Mm-hmm. We do, yeah. But there's a scene where, where Jamie Lannister is being transported as a prisoner. And he just gets his hand chopped off. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. A little too late. That was like six years ago. I mean, it, yeah, it was six years ago. So, I haven't watched the show. So he gets his hand chopped off. And he like he like doesn't want to eat. And he's refusing to eat. And then Brienne of Tarth goes up to him and says, Yo, you've been so coddled all your life that the first time something that you love is taken away from you, you're going to quit and die? Get over yourself. Eat this fucking rabbit that I just cooked up and shut up. I feel like that's Alabama. They're Jamie Lannister. They're, they're in the dirt with no hands, and they don't know how to handle that shit. They don't know how because they they don't have any experience. They're like this spoiled rich kid that just doesn't know how to how to get on his own feet because they had the help of daddy the whole time. And Nick Saban couldn't didn't have an answer for Dabo Sweeney. So if when you have that coaching like head to head evenness. <laughs> It comes down to players and players. Punch and the, the shit out of his hands. <laughs> the players, I don't know, the players to me just watching seemed as if their heads were down and hanging the whole time. Right after the first pick six. Uh, I don't know, bro. He came back and slung that massive bomb after the pick six. And like he was on the side like, yo, my bad. That's on me. That's on me. And they kind of did answer that pick six right away and were hyped. It was like 7-7. But I just felt like the D had no answer for the Clemson offense. Yeah. Hey, well, like I they think just kept t- getting more When you see that happening in your defense, you're like, fuck, we got to keep scoring. And then ultimately they wound up taking some shots. Like one of the shots resulted in another pick. That was later in the game. But, like, I don't know. The run game was fine. It was weird because, like, Damian Harris and Nigel Harris had, like, nine carries each for, like, 50-plus yards. Like, they were running out of five yards per clip mm-hmm. carry. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I guess you can't really run that much when you're losing, but that part of the game was working. I don't think the downfield shots were working, and, and that's why I ended up doing them in. I think Tim is kind of referring to the fact that, like, this game clearly got out of hand, and it's like it people did, start to did. get nervous when you're like, oh, fuck, we're down, and we just try some weird shit, and then before you know it, like, if Clemson's playing their game, and you and by them playing their game and, like, putting up points, and, like, it changes the game plan for Alabama. Nah, and they don't play like Especially that. when you're in the national title game, in the national spotlight. Yeah. You've never been in this predicament all season long. It's like, she bright lights. It's the old boxing analogy. Everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the teeth. And that's what happened in Alabama. They didn't expect to fall down from behind. And like Tim said, yo, they didn't have no adversity all year. And when this kid comes out and he's playing the way he is and talking about Trevor Lawrence. And let's not forget, yo, they're... Clemson is a, a football factory too. Like they produce top defensive line prospects year in year out. I remember Phil Steele in his book. He does this big like almanac of the whole year like preview show. He said that the Clemson defensive line was the best unit in all of college football in like the last decade. So you can see a lot of guys that are going to be playing on Sundays from that defensive line too. So they neutralized. They they bodied the shit out of that offensive line for Alabama, and also you, you want to talk about wide receivers from Alabama. Yo, Clemson always has good ass wide receivers too. Mm-hmm. And and when they had that that one kid, his name is mistaking me, boss. You have the box over there. Who's their leading receiver for 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 Clemson? Justin Justin Ross. Ross. Dude, that that kid actually passed up on Alabama and went to Clemson. They kept telling the story over there from it, Alabama. From Alabama too, and Take they said that cojones. it's damn. Yo, his parents probably beat the shit out of him for that. <laughs> yo, yeah, you know they said that there's only been two really high high level prospects that didn't go to Alabama that were born and raised in like Tuscaloosa, and it was Jameis Winston and him. Yeah, I love that shit. 
that you're talking about just because like i remember recently there was one like florida alabama where the mother just like walked off yeah yeah he's like he's like i'm going to like bama or something and she was and she was wearing like a florida shirt she's like i fuck this and she just got up his mother (laughs) was like yo fuck you like they go hard man (laughs) it's crazy oh my god How Um, how would you feel if your son like played for the team you like the the eagles Nah, it doesn't. I don't think it. I don't give a fuck, it's bro. A, it's the nah, same. Nah, no, Yo, as soon as somebody else goes to the Eagles, I'm an Eagle fan. Yeah, yeah. That, that's different that's though, because you could you don't you can't really pick that. College, you could pick where you want to play if you have that if you're that good. Right. So he had the option like pick his mom's favorite team or like. I mean, like yo, even yourself. if like uh, you're a Yankee fan, if, you, if 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 Eric was the pitcher for the Red Sox, you wouldn't nah, like it, him for Nah, I wouldn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Eric, what about Eric's a legend too. What about your son? Nah, no, you wouldn't. I'd roll. root for him to do well, but I wouldn't root for the Red Sox. You wouldn't want your son to win a championship. I would, but not there. <laughs> <laughs> once once the Yankees arrive, like, all right, uh, let's go Red Sox. It would be really hard for me to root for like a bro. You know, my son in a Phillies jersey. Exactly. I think you guys are. Bug. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna root for my son. I'll yeah. root for the team. Like the, the team. Like I, I can't imagine myself walking around with a. F- Actually, you know what? Maybe if my son was on the Phillies, like what? I would never wear. Give me a break, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't I would. put anything. Dude, on. I'm even saying like my like my close friend. If one of my friends yeah. played for it, I'd be like, yo, I'm down with that. Now. Nah. Yo, I thought you were a Met fan. Yo, my boys are the ace for the fucking Braves. Suck my balls. Nah. 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 I'm there on the third third uh third base. Oh yeah, I could be there, but I'm not like yeah. No blood, no I'll root cap. for him to pitch well when he's out there. Like, yo, those fucking yo, no lie. Game. I think th- these are awful, awful takes from you guys. I mean, a- any other team besides the Phillies is yeah, be fine. it's one team. But fuck the Phillies. You just said the Red Sox. I mean, though. yo, I hate the yeah, Eagles more than any oh, franchise in all of sports. But if my boy was the starting quarterback, like if I was cool with Carson right, so, Wentz from so a like, young age. If my son got wound up making the bigs with the Red Sox, I have his jersey backwards with the name, with my name showing and like his number, like hanging in my house, but. Nah, no Red Sox. <laughs> Not the front of that jersey. Nah. What about, do you wouldn't want to be like, what if you walk around, do you wouldn't want to like be wearing the Red Sox hat and then someone stops you like, Yo, why are you wearing a Red Sox hat? And you're like, Yo, well, my son. Exactly why I wouldn't do it. Nah, 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 nah. See, I would want, I would want the glory like that. Be like, yeah, that's my seed. That's my sperm on the diamond, baby. Yeah, that's got to be an insane feeling. Yeah. Imagine your sperm on the diamond. What is, what is Archie Manning selling his sperm for? I would just be dishing that out for millions. <laughs> back to back Super Bowl like MVPs? Didn't that happen? Yeah. And yeah. good and good children too. Like th- these guys are stand up dudes. Yeah, I mean not the best looking dudes, but you know not the best looking. They get just, after no, it. Looks aren't they make up for it with the stand up dudes. With, with the game checks. <laughs> <laughs> um Does Peyton Manning have any children? No. I don't know. Did I, Eli I have, have no, I have no Eli, idea. Eli has uh yeah, I he believe has he has two girls. Yo, they gotta have boys. Yo, they gotta keep the legacy. I running. don't know about Payne. Payne's only concerned about his Budweiser. You know. Imagine the the Manning name Thanks, ends Budweiser. With I'll be drinking Eli. Budweiser. I need a Budweiser. That would be a failure in like 18th century Europe. That'd be a huge failure. The Manning name comes to an end. Yeah, with two like two greatness. Like you gotta keep that sperm running. You gotta you gotta push these fucking DNA. Yeah. You gotta push this DNA until it runs out. Yo, what about like the the Watt family? There's three guys in the league that play. Yeah, what's his name? Almost caught a touchdown. The oh, forgotten. Eli's got, Eli's got three kids, three daughters, three daughters. Yeah, he Get tried, it. bro. It wasn't for like <laughs> what? Hey, at least at least there will be at least if the Manning name dies, at least there'll be Manning DNA out there. Right. Or you could hyphenate the last. You name. You could hyphenate. He's probably telling his 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 you girls that like you fucking hyphenate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so when they have a son you know yeah 
They'll figure Still it out. Still got the genes. The Patrop name is good and well. We got four boys in our family. Someone's someone's got to have a boy, right? <laughs> That's a good. Yeah, Yo, you know what? I, my sister brought this up to me the other day. In my family, no one, no girl has a sister. They all have brothers. Wow. Interesting. Get I to swear sp- to God, if I don't get a boy, I'm, I'm going to fucking kill someone. Get to slanging that sperm around, Joe. You got to continue the Santa God. I'll, I'll have 20. You got yeah. on your own. Yeah. yeah. You, have a, you have a large burden on that show. Yeah, that's yours. why I'm getting pr- Like, I don't want to get married, but my mom was like, no, nah, you have to. You got to keep the name going. My grandma, forget about it. It's World War Three. every time I have that conversation <laughs> with them. Yo. No, but there's got to be cousins. Like, I'm alone, too, but I have cousins. Like, okay. you know, my brother's brother, my dad's brother. That works. I'll have 19 kids. If I have 18 daughters, I'm having a 19th. I actually have a second cousin. You wouldn't give up, Joe? That had no, 11 I daughters can't. before she had a 12th son. All right. And then they wanted to go for a second son. They had a 13th daughter. So it was like 13 Wait, you know these are, these are real people? I am related to them. Yes. Wow. Yeah. They're fucking psychos. That was I was old. joking. That was old. Like, all the kids are now are like 50. Mm. I feel like you got to stop at like three. Nah, you go to four. I'm I'm four. So like I'm four is like the absolute yeah. max. Though. I'm I'm fourth, but like Yo, my mom you, has two different. If I have twin like twins at some point, like I just you know I'll have to be hospitalized. After my mom had twins, she was just like, alright, that's that's it. See, so you weren't planned for. You could have been I, three. So me, I was planned for. No, like, I'm talking about for your, a long ass time. It took no, my no, a while. I'm talking about your mother's planning for kids because you're. Twins were the last of the four. Yeah, yeah. They were, she was planning on having three kids. Right. See, yeah. Right. So I'd be, I'd be so tight. Four happened. <laughs> if I have twins, I'll be so mad. Does Why? Because like I'm it. mentally preparing for one, and then it's two, it's like, oh, my God, now it's double the price. What about triplets? Or like the octuple. Don't even get I'm going to start throwing uh, out. Octuplets are not what was like, it? that's, that's uh, artificial. Though. Something uh, in K plus eight. That show on TLC. Yeah, John, oh, yeah. John yeah, K plus eight. Fuck that. That's insane. So eight kids? Imagine oh, the woman carrying eight kids. Bro, Philip Rivers' wife has been no, pregnant for eight years. No, she had <laughs> eight kids, bro. Like Oh, all at once. Eight once, yeah, yeah. yeah. How does she survive? Like, I don't know. People I'm... back in the day used to die from like half a kid. <laughs> I mean, don't ask Didn't me. That, that woman in Game of Thrones died from a fucking, what's his name? Tyrion. Yeah, and he was a little person. Yeah. So if it was like, you know, actually, no, they're all the same size at that age. Yo, how did this and come about? we're going to move forward from my uh, my oh, ignorance. No. Forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, you like sperm. The Manning yeah. sperm. Yeah, get the sperm going. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of sperm, actually, this has nothing to do with sperm, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that his parents have some great sperm. Kyler <laughs> Murray, uh, what an athlete this kid is, yeah. uh, decides he's going to declare for the NFL draft. How does this work? Is he going to, like, if he chooses to go to the NFL, he's, like, just giving that money back? Also. I'm sure they agree to a deal. Also, if I'm the A's, I'm like, I don't get my first round pick back. No, but that's the chance you take in baseball, they, no matter what. They may get a compensatory pick, probably like a back end first. You round think so? Because they don't. If, if Maybe it, I don't know how that works. The fuck does that mean though? It's still not a first round. Everyone who gets is. drafted, you're gonna get one like next year. They're gonna give one to him. Maybe I don't know how it works, but there's been compensatory. That's how the Yankees got Aaron Judge. Nick Swisher signed with Cleveland. We got a compensatory. Baseball is weird like that. Like, well, football has compensatory picks too. If someone if someone drafts Jadavian Clowney next year, if, if someone signs him, he, they got to give up two first round picks. Nah, he's unrestricted, isn't he? Yeah, he's an unrestricted. Yeah, if you're yeah. unrestricted, you're, you're thinking about restricted. Restricted. Where it's like you gotta you gotta pay. I, you, I read on the Athletic that you got to give two first round picks if you sign Jadavian Clowney. That's what I read in the Athletic. I don't know. I might be wrong. But I read that. I think you might be wrong. I'm yeah, wrong. unless unless he's if he's a restricted. If he's restricted, agent, I yeah. can see how that. Could it's be. like the offer sheet in, in the NBA, right? Like, or in the NHL, same shit. Yeah, yeah. That's how like Phil thing. Kessel went to Toronto from Boston. Toronto, but I got Saranto. you. Oh my god! But yeah, Kyle Murray, Kyle Murray. Yeah, I think he. This changes the game. I think 
Because now you're looking at a couple different things. Because quarterbacks weren't going to be, like, sought after. But I think this guy is a guy that people want. And you look at the new coaching hires. Cliff Kingsbury is the new head coach for the Arizona Cardinals, right? And who did he have his success with? Patrick Mahomes with Texas Tech. Who's more in the Patrick Mahomes type vein? And Baker at Texas Tech. He had Baker there for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So who's more in the vein of those guys? Is it Kyler Murray or is it Josh Rosen? It's clearly Kyler Murray. And they got the number one pick. All right, come on. So, but look, do you... Is Look, it, uh, Josh Rosen has value. The mic, bro. Yo, if if you can if you can pick your number one pick, Kyler Murray, and you could trade Josh Rosen for a second and a third, you're not considering that. You have to be considering that. Nah. This kid, this kid is, it's puts up. He's a, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Puts up stats like no one's ever put up before, and he profiles out as a good new age pro prospect. But you, yo, and that's another thing. There's no guarantee that he goes to the NFL, right? He can go back to baseball. Why the fuck am I going to yeah, draft this know, guy so high? I don't know how that works. I mean, if you're the number one pick and you're getting number one pick money, you're, sure. you're playing football. Maybe not, though. Yo, do you think this Maybe he goes to a team that he doesn't like. He doesn't like the situation. If you're not going to go to the NFL draft if you're the number one pick, why declare? There's no why reason. declare? Why get drafted and so, then go to the NFL? Well, you, you don't have to declare for an MLB draft. Like, people get you're drafted. Just eligible. Like, Russell Wilson got drafted two years ago. Right, you're just You're just you're eligible. Just eligible. Except unless you're unless you're a uh, foreign, you got to be domestic. But they, Russell Wilson didn't go. Oh, let me sign up for the MLB draft. Not nah, Texas Rangers like Russell Wilson. I'm sure you have to like somewhat like some way enter, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, why wouldn't you do most well? part? You're just eligible. To me, I think it's so, different though. It's their first round pick, no? The A's. It's, it's like sixth overall or something. Yeah, that's a huge pick. You don't. I mean, I'm sure that's there's some true. deliberating there before you make that pick. You don't just do it blindly. You got to talk to him. Like, hey, what are you thinking? I, I also, you need to look at it as a. It's an MLB first round pick, right? Like how many? Isn't there like thirty seven rounds? Yeah, there's, yeah that there's doesn't make the rounds. first round. That would make the first round even more no, like valuable. But there's also like you got you got to remember these guys for the most part they don't go straight to the big leagues. He's probably going to be in like some AAA affiliate and like, not for long though. I mean he's uh, he's been in, he's in college, so like he's on the accelerated track. Not only that, though, but a first-round pick is a first-round pick no matter what. I and especially if you get top 10. Like, these are the best of the best Yeah, you know, If you take someone in the first round, you're expecting them to be in, like, the top 10 of your organization's prospects. This would not right be away. the first time a first-round draft pick in the MLB did not sign with a team that this would. This is a regular occurrence in the MLB. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the majority of the time, but there's an occurrence like this, I say, every year where a first-round pick right. doesn't sign with the team. I think everything changed for him when he won the Heisman. And then there got to be people in his ear evaluating changed. him and being like, yo, you know, you might be a first round pick. I think changed when Herbert stayed in school. I think that's when that too. Changed. Yeah. That too. Yo, I, I wrote in the, in our group chat with all our friends about how this is, this reminds me of the Geno Smith year. Geno Smith was the number one quarterback picked because there was no other quarterbacks there. Like no one came out. I was the so same mad shit. about that. Herbert stayed back. Of course he stayed back because the Giants have the sixth pick. But anyway, uh, and they're like, yeah, it's like Dwayne Haskins. Mm. I like Dwayne Haskins the more I look at him. Uh, man. I don't know. He's a one-year starter. I have a I have a booster. One of my customers is a booster at Ohio State. He's like, yo, he's he's a one-year starter, and I hope your boys don't take him. That's what he told me. And this is a guy who's like deeply invested in the team. So I'm gonna take his word from it from a guy that actually watches the program and follows it. That's true. I think I think they told him like, yo, Kyler, you might be a uh, a first-round pick, man. Consider it. You want to go travel on like. Uh, team buses and shit and coach buses in like Wisconsin and Kentucky for two years or you want to be a 22 year old starting quarterback in the NFL and you're you're a superstar making millions of dollars 
And, yeah. I, and, and it goes back to what I was saying. Yo, it was as if you listened to our show last week because we had this discussion. If it's a, it's the only position I would consider. As much as I love football, if I was a defensive back, I'd be like, yo, dog, I'm going to play baseball. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm a quarterback, completely different. Completely different animal. Because you get paid, you have longevity, you have less likelihood of injury. It's. Let me ask you something, too, because, I, I mean, I just don't know. Like, in the MLB draft, if you're picked in the top 10, how, how many of the top 10 picks play in the MLB? I, I mean, I don't know about the round number, but I'll tell you, like, the likelihood of a first-round pick panning out. A is, top 10 pick. Top, either way, like, is significantly less than an NFL top 10 pick. Like, well, right. Right? Yeah. These guys. Wait, hold on. I don't know. Uh, that's Like, true. if you go through the that's first round. It's a little if you There's a lot the, of guys in the first round that get if you, fucking kicked out of the league. If you go year. through the first overall picks of the MLB, MLB draft for the last 20 years, I guarantee you there'll be, like, at least five names you've never heard of. At least five guys that are like okay, a couple of guys who are all stars. Like baseball's different. It's not it is, like. Yeah. And how many guys do you see? And they, they show like the, the not the box score, but they show like his height, weight, where he's from, and it's like, oh, it's a 2014 first round pick for the Padres, and now he plays on the Braves, and you're like, oh, hold on, this guy was a first round pick, and he's a rookie. It's like, yo, these guys don't all. There's exceptions to every rule, of course. There's guys that get drafted, and then in three months they're in the big leagues, like like Bryce Harper and shit, but. For the most part, these guys don't take that route, even if they're top draft picks. I think pitchers have so much more of like a an advantage though, because like if you're a pitcher, like look at Andrew Miller, he was a top ten pick out of UNC and a failed starter with the Tigers. I remember he made his debut in the old Yankee Stadium. That's how like long he's been around. And like not until four or five years ago when he was with the Orioles, really, uh, was he known as like a top reliever in the game. So like there's a lot of failed starters also that become relievers. So it's also that route too. So like, it's not like if you fail as a starter as a top ten pick, like you're out of the league. Like you could, there's different ways to go about it. Let's go. Let's go since 2006, the first round picks. Let's go since 2004, right? Matt Bush was a mid range oh, reliever. Hold on, hold on. All right, but he got into unique trouble. situation. Right. Yeah. Justin Upton, all star. Luke Hochever, mid mid level starting pitcher. <laughs> David Price worked Good. out. Yeah. Tim Beckham, mid level second baseman. Steven Strasburg worked out. Bryce are these, Harper. Are these the number one overall picks? Number one overall oh, picks. okay, yeah. Bryce Harper, Garrett Cole, Carlos Correa. Three good ones, but then you got Mark Appel, Brady Aiken, uh, and Dansby Swanson yeah. just 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 broke in. So, like, Dansby Swanson. He's, like, he's breaking around. in. He's breaking into yeah, the majors. Yeah. We, we get to see who's... So, obviously, you could, you have a large variety of what could happen. Sure. And that's just the first overall pick. And also, Strasburg and... Harper were different because those guys have been like everyone knew they were gonna be number one pick for like four years and right. they were, and yeah. they were buzz about them. Um, how comfortable are you using a top ten pick in the NFL on Kyler Murray with the chance that he doesn't even come? I am comfortable trading Josh Rosen using the number one pick on Kyler Murray. Yeah, but then if he doesn't come, you lose your quarterback. He's gonna come. Wait, but like, there's a chance. There's no chance that he does not come if he's the number one pick in the NFL draft. There's no chance. I don't see why the Cardinals would draft a quarterback and then draft another quarterback to replace. That's they're not doing that. They're not. That's ridiculous. You yo, there. I don't remember where I heard this from. It's not an original statement, but it's if you if you hang on to old draft picks. It's not old draft picks. <laughs> it's like bro, it's fucking eight months old. Yo, it's still popping, piping look, hot on the stove. Did the Jets not go for Darnold because they got fucking because they had. What's his name? Don't in the, waiting Hackenberg. in the wings. Yeah, but they I mean, did. Hackenberg they, was gone though. They spent a 
a high ass pick on him, like the third pick in the second round on him. And he was your fourth string quarterback, right? But yeah. that's he wasn't a guy the we starting drafted. quarterback. I mean, Josh Rosen had a Christian Hackenbergish year. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. You know who else had a Christian Hacken? Hacken. I can't even say his name. Jared I'm so Goff. upset that we're even discussing this guy, Jared Goff. Would you be comfortable if Jared Goff was your quarterback, knowing what you know now with? McVay. I think there's a difference though between Goff being the first pick overall and, and Rosen being the tenth. I think I'm a saying the circumstances where he had Steve Wilkes and Byron fucking Leftwich as his offensive coordinator. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Josh Rosen doesn't have a chance. We if, are. If I'm if I'm the Giants, I'm I'm picking up the phone. Like, yo, what's good with Josh? I know I know you yo. I, and you can get. I would give up the. I would give up the six pick and my next pick next year. That's first what I was, round but, for, for Josh and, Rosen and right if, now. I'll buy all his stock. And if you're and if you're fucking Kingsbury, and you're listening to the Giants, like yo Giants, you want this fucking guy? You can have him. Give me this six pick, and now you can get a quarterback and the six pick. Someone's gonna give up first round pick for Josh just Rosen. He's maybe worthy of a f- number. I'm just saying that's pick. what that's what Nick said he would give. He don't work there. He doesn't. Sure. No, I'm saying. Who's <laughs> I mean, this is very early in the process. I'm saying who's you also say have to. Kyler Murray is worthy of the number one overall pick. It's all the I momentum because of the video that came out of, of Kingsbury Bro, where they were playing that Oklahoma. Was totally that week. different circumstances. Yeah, and they're like, "Yo, what do you think about Kyler Murray?" And he's like, "Yo, he's a talented guy. If I had if I had the top pick, I would probably consider taking him." Yeah, he's not and over there like into, going ham, like yeah. getting tattoos of him. College football. I didn't. I that quote has nothing to do with my analysis. I had a dream last night that this happened. That's why oh, I'm geez. going for it. Now, nah, but for real though, just look at the profiles of the two quarterbacks: Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray. They profile similarly. Kyler Murray is way shorter and doesn't have nearly the arm that Pat Mahomes does. Um, but no one has the arm. Literally, his arm is like the main thing but, that separates him I mean, from everyone else. No yeah. one has the yeah. arm Pat Mahomes does. Though. So then, no, he, so he's not like Pat Mahomes? I'm saying they profile. They're not the same guy. I'm not no, saying don't expect anything, them to be Pat Mahomes. I profile like Julian Edelman. Doesn't mean I'm out there fucking catching balls with Tom Brady. What, because you're short and white? Yeah. No. Yeah, but Edelman's we got, not we got six, like, eight. I'm going by game type. <laughs> I'm going by game type. He has Mahomes-type talent. Whatever that means, oh, Mel Kuyper. I, I, I think you're bugging. I think, if anything, it's a more comparable uh Yo, MP is sweating through his hoodie. Whoa. That wow. is absurd. Son is cutting weight Yo, can there. we snap a pic for the grand dog? <laughs> yo, come on. Just put them pits up. Put them pits up. Yo, <laughs> yo that is come on, come on, come on, come that on. is some serious pits, pits, sweating. Pits, 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 Show us oh, the pit. He doesn't yeah, want to do he's, it. He's Take a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, so take a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, so people recording the. Let's go. It'll He's, be up on the gram. That looks like you're cutting weight right there. Like, yeah, you know, seriously. Sweat to my death. He's getting ready for Miami. He's Let's getting ready go. for Miami. That's real five. Fifty days. Yeah. David Robinson days. All right. Let's get to spitball here. <laughs> uh, first one. Jeez. He go. <laughs> Jalen Hurts has entered the transfer portal. The first step to leaving Alabama. Uh, eligible to play right away. He's gonna be. A, he graduated, so he's gonna be a grad transfer. And wherever he goes, he's playing. Hmm. Shout out. Uh, motivation at its finest. Sean Payton got $250,000 in cash, a Lombardi trophy, rolled it into the Saints locker room with armored guards. And so th- so, so you know, $250,000 $250, is the roster bonus for what you get for winning the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, for real? Yeah. Fire. He, he goes, <laughs> $250. He goes, you want this? Win three fucking games. Mm. And the entire locker room went fucking insane. Insane. Yeah, I would go insane too. That's pretty fire. That's Jerry fire. Jones That's did that when they played the Cowboy when the Cowboys played the Giants in the divisional round. Uh the first time the Giants won the Super Bowl in 07. And he was like, yo, uh 
he was going to like inflate the number like 500,000 each player if they went to the Super Bowl. And then he had like tickets to the NFC Championship game in there. And then when the Giants won, Coughlin was like, yo, told Jerry to send them tickets over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Wow, that's a big load. The <laughs> amount of money that the college football playoff brought in in revenue since uh, the start of the college football playoffs this year is over $250 million. Whoa. And I know Tim is angry because the players are going to see none of that. You know you know, the first thing that went through my mind was anger when I heard that. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Tim's laugh. <laughs> I got many, man. I got, I got laughs on deck. Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, <coughs> are you okay? <laughs> I just choked up my own spit. Hey! Yo. Uh, here we go. Uh, right after that now one, Now that's too. a big load. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Noel, Noel. Uh, Noel's Noel released from the hospital following his scary Yo, uh, landing on the hardwood floor. Yo, it sounded like someone hit a sledgehammer against the yeah, baseline. Yeah, I was loud. He was going up to contest a dunk on Andrew Wiggins, and he hit the deck about as hard as you can hit the deck with your head. Yeah. Scary. He was unconscious for a little bit and then uh, taken out on a stretcher. So good to see he's in better standing now, and he's out of the hospital. Surprised that Andrew co- Andrew Wiggins' comments post-game about that didn't go more – it didn't get more attention. Did we miss here, or did he actually call – who Nine. was it? I think he said Dennis it. Schroeder, yeah. Dennis Schroeder. He's like, yeah, he's just gay. Yeah, We're he's like, gay. Whoa, what? And then he said he's, he's been acting fruity all night. <laughs> oh, he said fruity? Afterwards. Can't say that. Can't Fruity's say that. Fruity's – is okay. You can't nah, it, not off nah, the heels of not gay. after. Yeah, not on the heels yeah. of gay. Not on the heels of gay. You can't yeah. say this guy's gay. He's been acting fruity. Like yeah, that's yeah. just not. You can okay. just say he's being fruity, but you can't go gay then fruity. Yeah, then you, you can't parlay. I think two. even fruity exactly. is kind of eh, these days. Yeah, but I think it's a gray. It's a gray area. That's like, well, I didn't. You know. You know. Either yeah. way, <laughs> stay away. Stay away. Because yeah, two thousand. That. That's like that's not even the forefront thing. That's kind of been. That's already gone. Like. Can't, yeah, no. can't use the gay slander no more. Yeah, no mm. gay slander. Yeah. Especially in, a, you'd be in, interv- you're in the NBA. Right. Enough. Like, especially if you're a professional. Like, chill. Chill the like, fuck it's, out. It's not 1984. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hot stove cooking. Uh, Yasmani Grandel signed to the Brewers for one year, $18 million. John Jay to the White Sox for one year at four. Kelvin Herrera, uh, former Royal closer, uh, two years, $18 million with the White Sox. Zach Britton re-signs with the Yankees for three years, $39 million. Um, the Mets trade for Keon Broxton. Just felt like putting that out there. Trash. Uh, the Phillies get David Robertson for two years, $23 million, And Jed Lowry today signed with the Mets for two years, $20 million. Steamy? Jed Lowry? I like it. I like a doubles machine. <laughs> hitter. He's a hitter. He's a hitter. We need, sure. he's we, need, for City Field. we need hitters. We need gappers. you can hit gappers. the Coliseum, you can hit in City Field. Right. We need gappers. Mm. With it. Uh, new sheriffs in town. Uh, five new coaching hires have been announced this week. We got Matt LaFleur going to the Green Bay Packers. Freddie Kitchen staying at home with the Browns. Um, Adam Gase to the J-E-T-E. Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> to the Arizona Cardinals. And Vic Fangio to the Denver Broncos. I believe it's the Bengals and the Dolphins have not hired coaches yet. Yeah, I wonder why. The two least and we desirable forgot, vacancies. We forgot Bruce Arians as well. Oh, Bruce Arians to the Table Bay Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I was using our source was the VM uh, Instagram. Yeah, I, for, I, I posted that. I fucked that up. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot Bruce Arians. You forget Bruce Arians? How dare you? I think nah. Tim forgot that because Todd Bowles went there too. So, An so interesting dynamic, if you notice, um, apparently all the quarterbacks, Darnold, Rosen, Baker, all signed off on the head coach to the organization. They're like, yo. I want this guy, and that's why Darnold picked Gase because he said that the team meeting that they had, uh, the meeting that they had, the call, whatever it was, 
he felt more comfortable with him over McCarthy because those were the two rumbling. So, yo, if your quarterback is happy, I think that's all that matters. Yeah, you know, that's that's the way to win. You know, get, let your 21-year-old make the decisions. <laughs> Bro, you give him I mean, the keys to the franchise to if you want to win. Make sure they get they, they have good chemistry. Yo, think about this, right? Tomlin, Tomlin and, and Big Ben this year. A little, little hostile towards each other, right? They had their own beefs. Um, yeah, but they've been together for so long. That's cool. Sure, sure. Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, they didn't see eye to eye this year and lo and behold he gets fired too Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer Mike Zimmer called him out a couple times throughout the year you don't know what that relationship is like it's like yo you look at all these guys that are in the playoffs right now you have great chemistry between the head coach and the quarterback in the NBA you say to be I mean when you're winning I was gonna going say well, that right? yeah, exactly. McCarthy and, and Rodgers five years ago great chemistry yeah they were winning games you know, All right, yeah, winning. five years ago, these but these are new suck. hires. You want to yeah. <laughs> have uh, your quarterback sign off on this guy, though. No, I agree. I mean, I think he should definitely have a say, not like final say, but like definitely yeah. a say. What's the worst hire, you think? I have one I think is an absolute awful, awful decision. Which one? LaFleur to the Packers. Really? I, I'm kind of on the other side of that. Uh, the, <laughs> the Titans' offense got worse as he became the coordinator this year. I remember you highlighted him coming over, and that was the first year that he was uh, – and they didn't really – what do you do? He unleashed uh, Derrick Henry the last four weeks. I think Congrats. I think you have, I think you have to take a couple of things into consideration. Blaine Gabbert was your quarterback for five games. Yeah, talent levels. The first the first few games for Mariona, he couldn't feel his left finger and like he couldn't like he was extremely extremely affected by it. And that offense, although it it was towards the bottom of the league in every category, arguably overachieved. Like you're also talking about a, an offense whose best weapon is a second year wide receiver who had maybe 500 yards experience his first year and not really anything else, and then you got Derrick Henry who yeah it took him a while but once they started to find out and he he was able to make that transition and I like that a lot and you know people are touched by the magic hand of of Sean McVay today and they're all right but I mean Lafleur I think he's he's liked around the league. He was in demand for an offensive uh, position, and he gets a chance to grow with a great organization that will support him and a great quarterback. I'm excited to see what he could do with Aaron Rodgers. I, I just think that it's – I think if you're going to base uh, base him off the Titans, Titans offense, it is a little bit like mm, – he gets a little slack. I, I don't want to say that he gets all the slack, but he, he I can understand a little bit. Mm. I'm willing to give him a chance, but – see they brought in Deion Lewis he was supposed to be the big offseason signing and like he was never really able to implement him or get him going sure but I mean I think as the season progressed you saw that Deion Lewis is not as talented as he as a Bill Belichick said Mason. oh Murphy. I saw it yeah I, I, I rostered him every week <laughs> yeah. yeah you saw it like yeah, eventually you would think like LaFleur would put him in a position Fuck. to succeed that's what uh, you really want your offensive coordinator to do he tried. right he tried but then once he stopped succeeding he went to Derrick Henry and that worked so it know. worked last year too. I I will never understand that. It works when it wants, when he wants it to work. It works at the end of the Derek year. Henry, the same thing is. happened last year with Derrick Henry. It's at the end of the year, they let him run like yo, he's good, and then we drafted him high this Corey year, Davis. and they didn't fucking do it this year either. I think it's because people are so enamored with fast offense, you forget that Derrick Henry's not a fast offensive guy. He's an old school bruiser. So if you hand the ball to Derrick Henry eighteen times and he has sixty five yards, like that might not look nice, but he's wearing down a defensive line so that he can win in the fourth quarter. And then he can win at the end of the year. And I think that's what happens. Yo, so, like, you always give praise to Matt Nagy, right? Yeah. 
And it's like, he's not really working with the greatest of weapons. And he had a backup quarterback start two games. And the offense didn't really... Sure, the the rushing attempts for the quarterback, because that's not what Chase Daniel does. But at no point this year, me watching the Titans, I was like, yo, you know who's dope offensively? Matt LaFleur. I mean, the Titans are just haven't been exciting in how long? I think it's just lack of playmakers. I think yeah, lack of, they have no playmakers. The Bears at least have some playmakers. They got they got Tariq Cohen, yo Trubisky for whatever we want to say he's a playmaker. I think they do have playmakers though. Like I, I like Corey Davis. Davis could be a playmaker. Delaney Walker, I, I mean, he, was out he, was, he got hurt, but like Deion Lewis, like he's a playmaker. Ah. He's a playmaker. He was a playmaker. What? Because he wasn't a playmaker this year. I mean, he's been a playmaker for years though. Like what happened this he's year? A, yo, he's a he's playmaker. Been on the Patriots. Bro. It's a spit, there's a difference. You, you the Patriots. But he's making plays. So what am I not gonna call him a playmaker? Is Gronk not a playmaker because he plays on the fucking Patriots? I, if you're if a he goes you're a to the Jaguars and, and has 400 yards, no, he's not a playmaker. Well, what I'm saying is Deion Lewis, Deion Lewis, Derek Henry, Delaney Walker, he wasn't playing, obviously. Corey Davis. I would much rather have Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Jordan Howard, and Tariq Cohen. Oh, yeah, but I'm, where my point is, like, there are players there that are capable of making a play and, like, being exciting and doing whatever. We've seen a little flashes credit, of Corey Davis. Credit Nagy for who was Tariq Cohen before this year. I, no, like no, he implemented uh, him in a way to make him success, like to put him in a, a position to succeed. Okay. Well, the Titans I'm succeeded. We didn't see that with Deion Lewis or like but other the, skill players. I don't, the, to me, they the Titans really succeeded. See. I don't know. I think that there is some slack to be had. But you guys present no. a good point. He, they, it was not a good offense. So it wasn't. It does but leave some things to be desired. There was lack of talent, but we'll see. I mean, he's going to inherit Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. What about if our, he can use uh, your boy correctly out of the backfield. Yeah, who never got a shot the the first what was it? Four? Aaron Jones. Yeah, first. Well, that months. needs he needs to be handed the it's ball. It's not that he didn't get a shot. He just uh, well, he was suspended. He never really got a chance to handle. He likes the weed. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Weed. But they were still using Jamal Williams timeout before Ty Montgomery got caught. Like he should have been the number one de facto running back. Word. Adam Gates, boss. What do you think? I'm open to it. Like I'm not hating on it. I'm not light loving it. I think it, I like it. Listen, the Jets have always gone the the coordinator out with Bowles, Rex Ryan, Mangini, like all these guys were coordinators. Like if you can get a head coach in here with some head coaching experience in the past, I think it's good for for the team. I think there's and two. He, he's an offensive minded guy originally from the Bears. Yeah. Right. Uh, he had good years with Broncos. A too. good year with Peyton Manning and some Broncos teams. He had Jay Cutler the rest of the years, and with Tannehill, I think he was like eighteen and thirteen, but he. Tannehill's numbers were through the roof. He's like a top five in quarterback rating. So he had good numbers with Tannehill. So we'll see. I mean, he developed Tannehill into a, a respectable quarterback. He's familiar with the division. So I think from that perspective, I get it. What worries me about him is he seems really thin skinned. Like he trades away his players he can't get along with. He yells at the media. He makes a big deal about injury reports. It it rubs me the wrong <laughs> way if I'm here. right. Like good luck in New York, bro. And and, and, and right. we don't need that. You know what I mean? To be fair though, like he traded away some guys that aren't like you know what, Sue, great character guy, Landry, <laughs> not about me. Like he also traded some guys. I sure they're talented, but they also are a head case. What about a Jai though? Like saying like he just he traded That's away true. he traded away arguably his four best players Pouncey? now. Did they? Yeah, pow, he who's leading the charge for the Chargers? And let's not forget he didn't play Devontae Parker, arguably his best wide receiver. He I mean, who knows? What was he didn't going play on there. Kenyon Drake, arguably the best I running back. That's your that's favorite that, player of all time. I, that's my that's my beef with Tim in that take. Like he loves Kenyon Drake. Like Kenyon Drake. Oh, he didn't play. When's his your best birthday? Oh yeah, players. just passed. 
I was going to get you a jersey. <laughs> Not a jersey. That's expensive. I'll get Everyone you a t-shirt, gets upset because Kenyon Drake didn't play. Who's Kenyon Drake There's to no like, way warrant all this? this he loves uh, Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Ken, yo, at every single opportunity Kenyon Drake has ever had, he succeeded. Period. There's not really it's really end of story. Well, he does he's efficient, he's explosive, he's talented, good footwork and <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. And you're playing a fucking 34-year-old over him. And he loves the game. Gore like, was good for them. Yeah, but it's a yeah. difference though. Like you are going to play you're going to play the 34-year-old over your I young mean, you play who gives you the best possible chance to win. star. You know what hire I like? I like Vic Fangio to the Broncos. That's all right. Because they're built on defense. Like they don't really have Vance a, was a defensive guy. Sure. Couldn't get it done. Yeah. Vance is being rumored to be the Jets defensive So was Greg Williams. Yeah. My bad. Do you have any other thoughts on Fangio? No, no. I just like it because they're, about, they want to they wanna win the way they did a couple of years ago where it's like Von Miller and Chubb right. get 30 sacks combined and they get like Chris Harris Jr. back next year. He broke his leg. It's not like a serious knee injury. Right, it's not going right. to slow him down. It's just like he broke his leg. You know, you're going to come back fine. It's not ligament damage. So I think like... Greg Williams should have been should have stayed in Cleveland. Like, yo, Freddie really? Kitchens, yeah. Like, I like Kitchens. So do I at OC. Like, it was working phenomenal. Like, why yeah. do you have to make him? Why do you have to go and ruin a good thing? That's true. Money, you no? Know? Yeah, money. Inner organization stuff. I think a lot of the guys in the money organization what? were on Kitchens. Well, this is he got promoted from what was he? The quarterbacks coach, running yeah. back coach, running backs, yeah, running yeah. backs coach to offensive coordinator to head coach, and like it's been like twelve uh, real weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Been three months. Like that's that's ascension. I just thought things were working well with him at OC. Greg Williams led the team successfully. It's like why not keep it status quo? Things were working out for Baker. Everything was going fine. Interesting. It, that is an interesting. I mean, you are point. switching out. You're losing a great coach in Greg Williams, who's also rumored to the Jets, by the way. I heard. Um, I would have kept that the same personally. Who's your favorite hire, boss? I think Arians. Arians. I think me too. Like it's. Do you bring back Winston now? It's it's God, a, it's a weird situation. Like he said that he's gonna. He right, said right. the team's gonna be built around Winston. Right, right. So he he was your franchise guy. He was drafting number one overall. So if Bruce Arians can get that set in stone, like dude, quarterback you, you owe this enough? guy everything. Yeah, yeah, yo, and also like no team throws the ball downfield more than the Bucks do. And like yo, you remember Chabu. the 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 year that they had. They went to the NFC title game with Carson Palmer. I was like, yo, Carson Palmer was an MVP candidate. The Cardinals, that is. Yeah, the Cardinals yeah. when Bruce Arians was there. That's when, like, you know, David Johnson's rookie year, two, And they were just bombing it out. And to, like, legends, too, like J.J. Nelson and one, one J-Ron or John Brown. And, like, we knew about Larry Fitzgerald and shit, you know? So, yo, J.J. Yo, Nelson. hot take, Larry Fitzgerald and Le'Veon Bell signed with the Bucks this week, this offseason. I thought he retired. And who was it? Who Fitzgerald? Yeah, he's gonna retire. We'll see. We'll see. We'll you see. Think Bruce, you think Bruce leave, Arians is back? We'll see. You think he'd leave his storied career in one like one spot only to go play for with Arians, Arians? Who's gonna tell them, "Yo, we have a legit shot to win a championship"? Nah, who I has a legit so. shot? I think Arians will tell Larry that. You keep in listening. Larry's a, a very educated right, man. So we got I'm one. We got one. Are you say, keeping the list Jesus of the team? Yeah, wait, did you just say the I'm Bucks? not saying they could. I'm saying that's what Arians will tell Larry Fitzgerald. Joe. And Larry Fitzgerald's just going to go, oh, yeah, you're right, Bruce. Well, <laughs> guess what? Larry Fitzgerald's played with a lot of coaches, and the only one that's ever given him success is Bruce Arians. And on top oh, of that. No, 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 not true. Who, he, who else? Uh, Ken Wisenhunt. When, they, they went to a Super Bowl with him. Kurt, nah, maybe. Hey, yo, you remember Slaying how that dominant bang. Larry Fitzgerald was in that playoff series? Yes, Joe, but like eight touchdowns. I need you to add the Bucks. No, I did not say that. Stop it. Bucks. Stop, stop playing more. Colts. The Colts. I hope the Colts win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna put. 
pull my dick out and put it on this table. No one's fighting the Colts. I'm just saying you get, you're already putting it out there. I'm, I'm, I'm writing the Bucks down. Pulling my now. dick out. No, uh, the Colts are winning are the Super Bowl next year. Candidates. Pull your dick out and and write Bucks on the table. That's, <laughs> that's the team I'm going to remember. Nah, but but honestly though, Jameis, uh, during the time, during the time that Bruce Arians had Carson Palmer, he had the highest uh, uh, yards per completion of any quarterback. Jameis Winston has the highest yards per attempt and yards per completion of any quarterback. It's a shame he sucks. <laughs> yeah, I still like John. That's a man. That's a that's a match made. No, heaven, I don't. Man. I don't like. That. Yeah, I like hey, it. Hey, listen, uh, like quarterback whisperer Bruce Arians. If anyone's gonna do it, it's him. Yeah. I just like you know yeah. until I start to see something. You know. You know. What I think the Bucks should do. Give him a one year deal, like how they did with Blake Bortles. That's bring him back, and if you see that, like yo, he throws forty five hundred yards, thirty touchdowns. 12 interceptions then you okay. extend them that's, that's why you tough. did that you want 30 touchdowns though I just think that's tough because yeah. it's a one year deal he knows what I also don't want me to have to tag. pull my starting quarterback at halftime of almost every single game that's like, what I'm just, saying you know, Impy what's the franchise tag number on a quarterback ridiculous probably it's probably in the like 20s 20, it's in the like 20s. 20 million yeah. I would franchise tag Jameis it's, it's worth it's worth there's one more year left in the, like you pick this guy number one overall let's not forget he deserves to have at least one shot with a great offensive mind to see. Just to see. Ugh. 20.9? So 21 million. I can't believe. I'm not fighting that. I think that's good. No, I think that's perfect for Jameis. I think that's a good number for him. Oh, man. It hurts. It's also not fair that, like, Winston, Mariota, those guys from that class have had, I think this is going to be Mariota's fourth offensive coordinator in five years. All right? No it's like stability. Wins- yeah, you don't got you need, was, you need to have that one guy. I was listening to another podcast. They made a good point. Like, if you go defense, right, and you have a good team, if you go with a defensive hire and you have a good team, you're getting your offensive coordinator poached every year. So why not go with an offensive guy when you're hiring a head coach? It's a, it's a good point. I don't know. I forget what podcast I heard it on, but I heard it on one of the podcasts I listened to. It's a good point he brought up. I'm all in favor of a struggling offense hiring an offensive mind with a young quarterback. That's been my shit for, like, years now. I hope Adam Gase is the guy, man, because I need I need something. I need I need something. Stability. I need something, bro. I, like I haven't seen a championship yet. I'm, I'm thirty. Goddamn. Slow years. down. Yeah. Find a head coach first. You want right, championships? Yeah. <laughs> Christ. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, let's let's go. It's fucking go time now. It's got to be the guy. I say, like you said, that we don't got to pay our quarterback. We got a mm-hmm. hundred million dollars. Like this needs to be the guy that's doing it. Yeah. I'm willing to give him a shot. A lot of Jets fans aren't. Jets Twitter's going fucking ape shit right now. I don't think it's that crazy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm with you. I think a lot of people saw him struggle in division. No, he was great in division. Right. He beat the Patriots. Twice, He's yeah. going to like it if we beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He never lost that home to the Patriots. Three years. Including the, the Miami Miracle. It would be nice because in the Rex Ryan years. I forgot about that game. In the Rex Ryan Tim's years. boy, Kenny and Drake. Come on, cuz. Yes, Come on, that's bro. That's right. Explosive. He made that play, right? Explosive. <laughs> Had nothing to do with Gronk being out there, <laughs> stumbling Steve out there in the. Yo, secondary. Gronk literally looks like he's held together by glue. Yeah, yeah. like all, all of his limbs. Co- out coached Belichick. Uh, out coached. That's right. I don't know about that. Put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> out coached. All right. Uh, let's get to the NFL divisional round. We got a couple games there. Got a long go. episode this week. Like yeah, this is a long episode. But anyway, uh, Colts are playing the Chiefs in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I know the Colts are hot. They are. But Chiefs, with, I think, the MVP on their team, throwing 5,000 touchdowns this year. 
think about 85% of people think that too. Right. I think you're a fucking idiot if you don't think he's MVP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Just, no. Just I'm, hey, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> on that. I think we're all on that. I was more so talking to the fans, you know, the loyal fans. I, you know, if, if, if you're with, with Team Drew Brees. <laughs> I was calling the, our fans fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't think it's Pat Mahomes, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, not no. with Nick on that. So, <laughs> at the Lamb Show. Arguably, <laughs> arguably the hottest quarterback coming into the playoffs and then the hottest quarterback all year going up against mm. each other. Uh, one has a good defense. The other one has a shitbag defense. Is it actually good, though? The D. So Nick had some – Nick was we – were, we were talking about this earlier. What was the – what was the – yeah, it's just like, so like so like the Colts they start off the year one and five and they're ten and one since then nine and one regular season they end the regular season and they win that playoff game last year uh, last week excuse me in that time period in those eleven games they're the number one total defense they're the number one scoring defense they're the number one team in point differential and Andrew Luck in that duration has been sacked the least amount of times and it's all good it's all dandy and I know boss you like to say that yo you are who your record you are. You're only as good as your record is, but it's also like you are who you're. Who you, what's the thing, man? It's your fucking quote. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. You are who you thought you were. You no, are you who you play. Who's on your schedule? Who's, there you go. Thank you, boss, for the assist. This is mad off. Right? But it's like, yo, you look at who the Colts have beaten, right? They've beaten Eli Manning, Derek Carr, uh, Gabbert, Mariota, uh, Watson twice. It's not really big name quarterbacks coming in and now you got the MVP who's coming off a season where only two other people have done. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a wake up call. And this is someone that is probably going to put a lot of money on the Colts this weekend, but I'm a little hesitant on top of that. Like if you look at the Colts, when they travel are much worse, Andrew Luck on the road uh, is much worse. Um, Kansas city is a hard place to play. Mm. Um, The weather's going to be shitty. Um, so that's not helping anybody. I mean, shit, we saw Marlon Mack take off last week. He had 200 yards I, from scrimmage. They had 200 rushing yards I think week. that's where if the Colts... the top rushing defense. If the Colts win this game, it's going to be the Marlon Mack show. It's going to be the five guys up front dominating because the, the Kansas City Chiefs are so bad at run defense. They're by far the worst run defense in the NFL. So if you can get Marlon Mack going and you can put the game on his shoulders, I think the Colts have a chance to win. That's why I'm not like just screaming Chiefs from the rooftops. Um, but if they can't, if they somehow find a way to stop the running game, I think the Chiefs run away with this game. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see if the Colts can do it not leaning on Andrew Luck because I think if you lean on Andrew Luck in this game with the weather and how he plays on the road, it's a little bit of a mistake. So... It's going to be interesting. I, I'm willing to lean on Andrew Luck. Yo, mm-hmm. they, they've been hit, I think it said, one of the lowest in the league. He's only been sacked 2% of dropbacks the whole season. So they don't really give up sacks. Granted, this is a pretty good challenge. They got um, D. Ford coming at him, Justin Houston, and what's the other dude's name? Chris Jones. Chris Jones, who had a sack in like 13 straight games, which is an NFL record. So they have pass rushers coming at them, but I think that O line holds up. I think Andrew Luck. Could lead him to victory. I know me and Nick last week were looking at the 300 yards and a win prop. Didn't come to fruition. But I mean, at halftime, it looked tremendous. Yeah, like 180. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, it was a layup. Bedtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, if, that, if that's what it is, I think it's going to be luckily in the way, not Marlon Mack. And I also think that what cancels out everything is how bad the Chiefs defense has been. And people like to say that they've been a better defense at home as opposed to on the road. And I'm going to bring up what you said. They haven't really beaten anyone good. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo for a quarter and a half, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Broncos, 
um, the the Jaguars too. Like they haven't really, the Cardinals. They haven't really played any good teams. The two teams that they played that gave them a run for their money in Kansas City was the Ravens with that gimmick offense that no one had seen before, and also Philip Rivers kind of lit them up too. So it's like. They have a defense that's pretty whack that I think Luck will be able to do whatever he wants on the field. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand his struggles on the road. I, I get that. I respect that. And it's right. And also, the weather might play a role. But I think that the defense being that bad. Eric Berry, officially out for this week, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that experiment is out the window now at this point. Like, this guy has just been, like, so banged up. I don't think we'll see him the rest of the playoffs if they do continue. But, yeah, I just think that that cancels out, man. Yeah, Chiefs are interesting too. I know new quarterback in charge, so it's like a totally different story. But that's true. I think they're zero and four in the last four division home games. So they say Arrowhead's a, a tough place to play, but the Chiefs haven't been defending it in the playoffs recently. Mm, I didn't know that zero and four. I didn't know that. Either. I mean, yo, you know, guys don't remember when they play like the Steelers well, I mean, back they to back Tennessee years last year and lost. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> On the Mariota catch and run. Oh my god, dude, that made me hate fantasy football wait, so wait, much. Wait, 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 was that the? Uh, yeah, he threw himself a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It got deflected, and That's he amazing. got amazing. It was a thirteen point scoring play there. And oh it was like god. from the one yard line or oh some shit. Oh my god, yo, why'd hard. you remind me? Yeah, he, damn. So he got credit for a throwing touchdown and, 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 and he got the full point PPR and the yardage. I was like, yo, <laughs> suck my balls, yo. Oh, so funny. Uh, Chiefs one and six against the number in the last seven games. Lines up with Kareem Hunt's suspension. Good teams win. Great teams cover. They're not covering. I do think that, yo, Uncle Mo, man, it's a real thing. Momentum is on the Colts' side. I've never heard that term before. You guys are convinced. Uncle me. Mo? I think I'm going to change yeah, the to the Uncle, Colts. Uncle Momentum, man. I don't know. Part of me just feels like. It might, yo. I'm, I'm going I, Chiefs. Yo, I'm <laughs> going Chiefs too. I'm going like, Chiefs to win, but now you guys are convincing me this is gonna be a close game. No, I also think that it might be like, yo, they're gonna step out on the field and he's gonna do some no look shit. Yeah, yo, throw behind the back, get really crazy. Some Mahomes. Absolutely not. And, and, no, and then yeah. and then they're gonna be like, damn, yo, you know what? That's not Blaine Gabbard over there anymore. It's like, yo, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. They might get Sammy Watkins back. They got Damian Williams out the backfield is pretty solid too. So it's it's gonna be a matchup where I, it might be it might be a wake up call for the Colts. That's what I that's what I'm feeling. I feel like yeah. the Colts. It's like it's, it's a sort of a recency bias where you're like, oh my god, they looked so good in that game, which they did and didn't. Yeah. Obviously, we know we did. They didn't score any points in second the second half. Second half was slow. Yeah, it was just like, you know, whatever. And now you're going into Arrowhead. And I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs could just be like, oh yeah, by the way, we're the Chiefs. So like, here's 45. Yeah. And then like, good luck. Yeah, you know, like I, I could see that happening again, especially like a team that we've seen play like just unbelievable the entire year. Like, what? It's the playoffs, you know. And you know, zero and four at home in the last playoff games is a true stat. But their quarterbacks were like, you know, Trent Green, Matt Castle, and not only that, Alex Smith, and Alex Smith, Andy Reid. What is it? I'm saying like off a of, off a bye. Yeah, though he's zero and nine against the number. In the playoffs. What does that mean? Like against the spread. Oh. So like. It's new lingo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got you, bro. This you know New Year trying so to. I gotta ask spin. questions sometimes. Um. Yeah. So like, if they're a favorite and the, he's he's over against the number this in his career, it doesn't bode well with with that trend. That's but, what I'm going Chiefs. But yeah, yo, it's Mahomes now. <laughs> it's a different, different. Yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Ty Freak is let loose. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Colts though. I think it's a close game. Most touchdown passes ever in a matchup combined this Man, year. Colts win the Super Bowl. 
I might have to quit the podcast. <laughs> oh, is gonna force you to quit? <laughs> yeah, probably. I probably have to walk away. Yo, from can it you all. fire him like you're Vince McMahon? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I think so. Fire I'd him off his own show. Tim knows they're not winning the Super Bowl. That's why he's so like. Yeah. Oh, so now I, so now I'm, you know, I can't win with you, fucking yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by that reaction. Like, yeah, I can't maybe. Win with you, I don't know. They're not gonna win. We'll see. No, they got the formula, man. Especially if Matt could get it going like that, Tim, Tim might be onto something. Yo, Naeem Hines barely saw the field last game. Shout out to MP. That's his boy. Nice. RB1. RB1. Why I gotta make a trade? I got Hines. <laughs> that was MP early in the season. <laughs> Bangled him like he was AP in 2009. MP Yo, I got the- Gordon and Eckler. MP also drafted David Johnson number one overall. That needs to be said again. And he <laughs> missed the playoffs. Yo, congrats. <laughs> Let's not get into fantasy. Let's get into this MP next looks game. like he's been hit, hit by a truck. Oh, speaking of girly. Speaking of girly, Cowboys are playing the Rams uh, in LA. I'm, can I just be quick with this one? Yes. I think this one has giant cock swing written all over it. I'm going Cowboys. Uh, the Rams <laughs> The Rams at home are a much better team than they are on the road. The Cowboys are a much worse team on the road. Yep. Um, Gurley has almost a month off. Yeah. So he's going to be fresh-legged. Um, Jared Goff plays very well. And, and something that you don't realize, because Robert Woods has been good, they've actually moved Josh uh, – Reynolds to the outside where Robert Woods used to play, and now Robert Woods has, been, has taken sixty nine percent of his snaps out out of the uh, slot, mm-hmm. and Goff has been a little more comfortable with that since it's been happening. So I like um, I like the Rams to open up a big can of whoop ass this weekend. That'd be nice. Yeah, th- I think that's what's gonna happen. Boss, let's hear it. I mean, just Tim just picked the Rams. So oh, okay. Does uh, yeah. you don't really like the Cowboys? All right, Chargers and Patriots. <laughs> Nah, I do like the Cowboys. I mean, I mean, yo, we saw Zeke last week get going again, another hundred plus yards. The we're, we're talking about bad defenses with the Chiefs. Like you got to bring it up with the Rams. Like they have their issues in their own. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Tlaib and, and Marcus Peters, they they turn the ball over a ton. Like meaning, they that cost, defense as a whole. Yeah, like, I think it was top five of the league in picks. They had like sixteen interceptions or something this year. But other than that, I mean, they're susceptible to being beat. And I think Cooper Beasley, you know. Um, and Gallup, Gallup downfield. I think we'll see a shot downfield that could connect for a touchdown. And even Tavon Austin, who revenge. You're naming these players, Josh Reynolds, all these guys. They kind of <laughs> when McVay took the job last year, exiled Tavon Austin. He was the number one receiver in 2016. <laughs> yeah, he was. It's true. He was. <laughs> I know. McVay took him out of the equation last week. Kind of. We haven't heard Tavon Austin's name since early in the season. I think he scored on the Giants. I think in like a yeah, of like course he did. Why, why would he? Do? No, he, he was back on the saddle in the special teams game, and now now that Alan Hearns is out, we're probably going to see him deployed on uh, on offense. Yeah, I really don't expect anything. From Tavon no, Austin. no disrespect, but it, you just went on for a minute about how Tavon Austin is going to be an X factor. That just shows like Rams. You must yeah, have not like, watched the game last week. Then well, he, had, he, had, like, run, run, he had a couple, like a good nah, kick. He had a few good kick returns. Yeah, I'm a boss. I think they're going to feature. How is that not X factor style? It ended sour with him leaving from the Rams, yo. They have Farrell Cooper, who's who's probably the the best kick returner in the game right now. Is he really? So, Farrell Cooper, who does? (laughs) The Rams. Nah, I'm pretty sure he's cut. What do you mean? Farrell Cooper. Yeah, I don't think he's on the Rams. South Carolina product. (laughs) Yo, Farrell Cooper I had on a best ball league, and he was fire until he got injured. Farrell Cooper. Did you say basketball league? No. 
He's really? Like hard. They don't have Farrell Cooper. Forget yeah. that. Yo, you gotta update your Madden. That's the problem. Nah, <laughs> get those updated no, rosters. Updated rosters. That shit does come in handy. Yeah, yeah. I always know because I scroll up to the Giants. I'm like, yo, we're an 80. I have to update this. Yeah, yeah. we, <laughs> we gotta got like a 72. Like yeah, I was just 72 also. <laughs> yo, the thing you said about Robert Woods though, that can't be like that. That needs to be like overly emphasized because he lines up also against like Anthony Brown. You want to attack the Cowboys through the slot position. And, yeah, Robert Woods is the number one receiver on this team. If you guys haven't caught on, then I don't know what to tell you. He's an absolute beast. Uh, Jared Goff does feel comfortable throwing to him. He also feels really comfortable running play action. And last week, Russell Wilson was 10 of 11 play action passes against the Dallas Cowboys. The Rams ran the most play action passes in the entire league this year. So, especially if they got number 30 back there, too. And I think he's off the injury report. And McVay came out and said, he's like, yo, all systems go. We're going into this game, guns blazing, everyone's healthy, outside of, obviously, Cooper Cup, who's not there. And I think you're going to see Todd Gurley, 30 total touches, and they're going to a heavy dosage of number 30. Yo, yeah, I'm sure. tripping if I say I'm not even worried if Todd Gurley goes out at any point during this game. Like, yo, CJ Anderson had 300 yards in two games. Come on, son. There is a difference. But, look, for the Cowboys, like, where can you give them the edge in any positional grouping i think linebacker i think linebacker and i would yo honestly crazy take i would take their secondary over to cow uh, over the rams like oh. they got the big names in the secondary but like byron jones is playing cornerback probably better than you can make the argument maybe stefan gilmore is playing better cornerback than him this year right from the guys left in the playoffs and like yo marcus peters i just realized antalib raiders broncos chiefs so Amari Cooper knows them pretty well too. He's had some big ass games against uh, Marcus Peters in his career, so maybe he got that too. Well, he's gonna be seeing Talib probably. Yeah, Talib. Well, that's the thing. So like, I think if uh, Cole Beasley doesn't play this week, they use Amari Cooper in the slot. That's where like he was really affected with Dak this year. But like, they're so limited offensively outside of like Cooper and and Zeke. Like Zeke, Zeke needs to. Yo, Dak picked up three first downs in the fourth quarter last week. He, really, and he ran did. one in. He did. And ran one in. Zach, so. uh, Zach, uh, uh, Zeke's. He's a playmaker, Dak. Dak, 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 Dak. 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 Just like a bunch of fucking nicknames and yeah. sounds. Zeke beat Bob. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott's <laughs> box score last week was trash, but he actually played well. Yeah. Like if you watch, he was making game, plays. He was making plays. Yeah, exactly. And there's certain things that don't show up on the box score. I also think that if the Cowboys are going to win this game, they're going to need Amari Cooper to have at least 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Because on games like that where he goes off, but if you, you just can't disappear. We've seen that happen. Your boy, Nooper, <laughs> you know, will have a, a stretch where he goes off, and then he has a game where he has 30 yards and four catches. He also like, struggles right. against uh, big-time corners. Tim's Bowie. Bowie. He struggles against big-time corners. I don't think he's going to have a great game in this one, uh, personally. Well, then they're going to get smoked if they can't move the ball. If, it, if he's not catching the, the ball, no one's catching that The Cowboys' ball. best offensive weapon is not even the the like their running back is their best offensive weapon, and he's not even the best running back in terms of running game on the field. Yeah, but the overall Ravens running I mean the Rams running game is a better constructed running game than the Cowboys running game is. It's a better I effort. Disagree. There's what more that it's comes a, from it's, it. it's, it's, a, it's right behind it. Yeah. It's right. a wash at the but, very least. Right, probably, at the yeah, very yeah. least, the Cowboys' best attribute is a wash. Why though? That's, they're they're not playing offense to offense. They're going against the Rams I'm defense. It's not that good. If you're if you're looking yeah, at attributes, like the Cow- Cowboys have a good run defense. They do, yeah, yeah. So they're I better to against watch the run all. than they are against the pass. Yeah, I think the it's an advantage pass. Cowboys. 
Uh, in terms or, of like the running game. or what you could say is they have a good running defense, yes, but it's not elite in any sense. No. And if Todd Gurley can can crack that, now the fucking sky is the limit. Well, Aaron Donald's going to have five sacks. That's fine. Aaron, Don- yo, Aaron Donald had, I think, 20 and a half of their 39 sacks or 41 sacks. Yeah, I got to be honest. No, after sacks. After we did our uh, seasonal awards and I went back and listened, I was like, pretty dumb we all picked Khalil Mack. Like, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald's numbers are insane. Yo, half of his team sacks. He's the sixth favorite to win MVP. <laughs> That's he's not going to win it. Yeah. But, like, just that he's in, on the list. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, all right, uh, let's get to the next game here. We have Knicks Chargers going into Foxborough to play the Patriots. Oh, boy. Tom Brady, haven't seen him in a while. Didn't have the greatest statistical year. They're kind of hot and cold. Not really the Patriots, the super dominating Patriots that we've seen, even though they have a great record. But um, how do we feel about this, Nick? Do they have a – Do they? <laughs> he does not look happy. No, nah, you know what it is, man? The, you know what the Chargers remind me of? They remind me of the Saints last year. Like the Saints last year were the best team in football. They didn't win the Super Bowl because their road didn't take them through New Orleans, right? And it's like the Chargers, I think, is the best complete team in the NFL right now. Of the eight remaining teams, I will put them up against any team. It's just that now it's such a tough spot going into Foxborough against a team that's been absolutely just so dominant in the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, year in, year out, they do have a bye week, so they've been there and done that. But I don't know, man. I think that the Pats could be had. They haven't really been the juggernaut that they've been in the past. I think overall, but on at home they have. They've they've killed it at home. Their defense has stepped up at home. On the road, they haven't been the same. So I think next round, if we see a, a Kansas City New England matchup, I think that that's when you start to worry. But I don't know. I just Philip Rivers and Tom Brady in their career, Tom Brady has absolutely like owned him. Yeah, six and zero. Oh. I think one of the big reasons why that is is because obviously Tom Brady is not playing defense. I think it's because Bill Belichick is so good at taking away a team's weapons, and with Melvin Gordon hobbled. That leaves take away the passing game, take away Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. uh, take away those guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how the how the Chargers coaching staff responds because last week they responded extremely well, and they I don't know, man. This is this is I think oh, the one thing is hard for them. Yeah, it's conflicted because. They're not the better coaching staff, obviously. Oh, without a doubt, But can they outcoach Belichick in one game? It's going to come down to that. I also think that the one thing that you have to factor in, you know, we we can't talk about the Chiefs being a completely new team with a new quarterback and not talk about how this is clearly the best Chargers team that we've seen in a very long time. For sure. But The the defense that they're bringing. Right. It's the other other side. Yeah. Joey Bosa. Like, that defense has been different since he's been back. And we know that the way to, to beat the Patriots, and we mentioned this all the time on the show, is get pressure on Tom Brady. And you saw how their pressure Melvin made, Ingram. Yeah, Melvin Ingram. Oh, yeah. Joey Bosa. You saw the pressure that came from that. And they have a little bit of, a, like, Brandon Meebane. Uh, his daughter passed away. Yeah, they got some, like, that that like extra juice where they right. might be playing for him too. So I think that that has something to do with it. I think, I think that'll be an extra motivating factor. Uh, you know, you don't want to talk about the death of a daughter like that, but you know, we're a football analyst show, so we're going to analyze football, but you know, shout out to Brandon Meebane and we, we pray for him and his family. But at the same time, that's something that could be a, a great motivator in the clubhouse. And 
vote like motivate a team to victory i mean yo you've seen it in the past where like guys say that yeah like, yo this is my last run like i'm retiring after this year jerome bettis michael strahan ray lewis. Ray, lewis. ray lewis most recently and like people people rally behind that especially where you're a leader me, me and i want to say has been there a couple of years it's not like he's a he's a rookie or something you know he's been around mm-hmm. but uh yeah man it's uh I'm, I'm excited for this one i think this one is probably gonna be the best game of the weekend i'm nervous about melvin gordon because he had a fucked up knee and then he mm-hmm. fucked up his other knee so i'm kind of nervous about this dude like is he 100 percent? is he gonna get hurt in the first quarter and then you're gonna have Austin eckler out there and he's not nearly as productive as melvin gordon obviously so i mean that could also kind of change the dynamic of the offense whereas you can lean on melvin gordon you can't really lean on eckler so that's a little concerning for me too. How about being nervous about the travel and the weather? Like, yo, they're That's going. They thing. came east to play the Ravens, flew back, then they're yo, going it's back fucking east. Cold. It was snowing today in New England. They were still in practicing. It's really cold in New York today. Yeah, yeah. imagine yeah, what it's, it's like. like this weekend is supposed to be like true north. winter weather with like thirty degrees, thirty degrees. It can never be. So easy a California me. team coming east. They're playing the one o'clock game again. Yeah. So it's like a ten a.m. Ten a.m. Like thirty-two. I will say, I think that we we can shake off the. Like, the Chargers are road warriors, right? We know they haven't lost a game outside of California. And also, yo, they not only have they won, they beat some good-ass teams, right? They yeah. beat the Steelers. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Seahawks. These are all tough places to play in. I agree, but there's also a reason I think they're I think they're 0-4 in Foxborough. Yeah. With Phil Rivers, so that that's another thing. Like, wintertime in New England. 7-1 on the road this year. They ain't won now after last week, too, with the Ravens. They ain't won now. And their one loss was to the... To the Rams, which were, they were the away team. That's why the stat is they're eight and zero outside of the state of California. Mm. Right, right. So, I don't know. I think I think that defense is gonna that defense is gonna need to step up again, like they did against the Ravens. The defense won that game for the Chargers last week, without a doubt. Gus Bradley, Gus Bradley, and now Gus like Buzz. yo, I think that the Patriots are in, in trouble because like they really needed Josh Gordon, and then they cut that loose, right? Like, well, he has his own issues, but like yo, they started relying on him. Mm-hmm. How many times did we come in here like, yo, third and eight, he hit, he hit uh, Josh Gordon on a pass. It was like a play that no one else on that team could make. So I think that the Josh Gordon essence is big. And I don't know, have they been playing possum with us? Has like, have they just, are they just going to unleash Gronk? But like he's looked, he's had one good game this year, I think, or two open sure. area and then against the Dolphins. And sure. that's it. He looks like Woody from Toy Story out there. Just like. <laughs> Barely, his body's barely like together. I think every time I, he moves, you're like holding your breath. You know, I love me a conspiracy theory, right, Nick? I think you might be onto something with have they been playing possum with us? And I think I I base that on Rex Burkhead. I feel like since Rex Rex Burkhead has came back, that running game has slowed down, and Sony Michelle hasn't gotten the same amount of looks, and James White kind of disappeared from the offense. Is it because Bill Belichick was saving him, or is it because he's really working Rex Burkhead into the rotation? And if you see no Rex Burkhead or just like one or two snaps for Rex Burkhead, I think that's kind of like a little indicator, kind of a little like tipping the hand of, we've been saving this shit for y'all. Mm-hmm. Does Could anyone be. at this table think that Rex Burkhead should even put a helmet on? Sure, but I mean, he's he's the third best back on the team. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. St- stop giving him the fucking ball. I, that's Give why the ball I, to Sony Michelle and throw the ball to James White. Yeah. Enough. Why the fuck are we putting this guy in here? ridiculous agreed yeah but that's the patriot way bro you don't care about your fantasy nah, i know but i'm saying shit. you want to win games these two guys yeah. are better than him so that's why i'm thinking maybe he's just yeah. maybe maybe that'd be interesting yeah god if that's the case i, I hate that man who so are you guys much. going with uh save it for my picks yeah i guess really oh, save it. what I'll about just it. the winners pats sorry nick i'm gonna go with the pass man 
I really want you to win this ticket, though. I feel like you really <laughs> poured your heart. I want the I really pour, you poured your heart and soul into this shit. Like, I want him to win. Uh, You're leaving me on an island, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a picture. <laughs> suck my balls all of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chargers, baby. Go, yeah. Chargers, go. Uh, the last game we have on the slate here, the Eagles are going to New Orleans to play the Saints. Nick Foles, um, listen, I, I'm going to come out and just say it now. I'm taking the Saints in this game. Just because I I can't I can't have Nick Foles do this anymore. <laughs> I please stop winning games, because then ev- what's gonna happen is if he beats the Saints, I'm gonna have to come in here on Monday, and then me and Tim and Nick and Boss are gonna have a whole argument about why I think that Nick Foles is the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> I just I can't have him win this game, no, so I have the Saints. If Nick Foles wins this game, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I'll That'd tell you crazy. what, Nick Foles, if you're words. listening, you win this game. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Crazier things have happened, yo. I'll wear a glove because then it's fine. But whatever you want with my left hand, you can have. I'm going to wear a glove, though. All right? If you win this game. You know what? Why not the right hand? You know what Nick Foles will be getting? I know, because I could live without the left. You know how many <laughs> other hands you'd be getting that you'd be like so far down, you don't want your hand? Well, right? I'd offer it. You know, you could have it if you'd like. You'd have everyone else's Mr. Philly's hand. The freaking yeah, I got some calluses. It Yo, it, I think it's possible. Like, who has a better defense, the Bears or the Saints? I mean, the Bears. Bears, Bears and, but the Saints are also, they were PFF's number four defense on the year, grades-wise. And that's a, that is a defense that got better each week as the season mm-hmm. went on. I think that has to, that, you have to consider that. I just think that, you know, they go into Philly. Uh, they go into Chicago, excuse me. They win that game. No one thought that they would win that game. I did. I and then, that. that, so that's did you. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, they win that game. Nick Foles played okay. He stepped up when he needed to at the end. And now they go into New Orleans. And there is a revenge factor where they got absolutely embarrassed when they played them in week 10 or 11 earlier this year. It was like 48 to 7. Carson Wentz. Pretty much got no. He didn't get benched, but like he should have gotten benched. You know, like they got pummeled. And I don't know, man. It's it's a weird feeling. Like this shit is real. This Nick Foles magic is real. <laughs> I can't have this. All right. So, listen. If Nick Foles wins this game, I will just like you said. Like I'll, I'll admit. Careful. You know, it's real. It's real. You know, yeah, just it's be real. Careful. I admit it. I no. Like, cause look, last week against the Bears, like he did come through clutch when he needed to come through clutch. But he threw two interceptions, and he was not impressive. You're not going to be able to do that against the Saints. You're going to have to put up 40 points. Mm. And Nick Foles just doesn't put up 40 points. He wins, and a lot of that do with the defense carrying them through throughout the year last year. And their defense played fantastic against the Browns, got a lot of pressure. Can they get a lot of pressure again on a Saints offensive line that grades out again to be one of the top offensive lines in the league? Can they get pressure on Drew Brees, who gets the ball out of his hands? The fastest in the league. The fastest in the league. Right? Can he do it? Um, can they stop the big play? Um, with that secondary, who you saw Maddox, I forget his first name, you saw him get beat on double moves by a former CFL player who got cut by the Chargers. Mm. Imagine him against Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn and and those boys. So, I I think is going to be. I think the NFC. I think the NFC this week is a big dick show. And there's just going to be flying giant dicks everywhere. See, my only concern with this, too, is just like, oh God, like what you're saying is right. Like, if the if the Saints play their game, the Eagles are going to have to score 40 in order yeah. to win the game. But 
We've seen these dickheads beat themselves when they played the Cowboys, and they couldn't do anything. Uh, they played on the road. On the road against a better defense. Okay. A much, much, much better defense. All right. Check, not- out, check out some of these numbers. <clears throat> 40, 21, 43, 45, 48, 31, 31. Those are how many points the Saints have scored at home this year. You don't give the man a chance to defend his take. Me? My, what, what take? I thought that's what you were upset about. You were no, I thought you were defense. just. I thought. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, I, I'm because like Nick Foles is stepping up when he needs to, and if the fucking Saints are just like flat or like they just like are shooting themselves in the foot, stupid penalties and all this bullshit that we've seen sometimes, then God, if this happens, <laughs> like you can't just write it off as like, yo, they're gonna have to score forty. They're, he doesn't do it, so like, let's not play pretend. <laughs> but like. Tim can't write it. We've seen them, you know, (laughs) be susceptible to that. It's not Pat Mahomes throwing 50 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I I do think that, like, we haven't really talked about the Saints offense besides, like, how many points they've put up. Um, This offense, like, you know, Paul Heyman comes out on roll all the time. Here we go. He'll he'll, he'll ruin a pay-per-view. He'll be like, yo, this isn't a prediction. (laughs) This This is a spoiler. Right? This isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. The Saints are going to absolutely pummel them this week. I hope so. All right? Fun's over. Fun's over because you got Drew Brees, you got Michael Thomas, you got Alvin Kamara, you got that offensive line, you get Ted Ginn back too. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram also. I think the game is like, you know what all these teams didn't do against the Eagles? Throw the ball 40 times. And they have a guy in Drew Brees who is home and road splits are absolutely ridiculous. I think they're going to go out guns blazing. And I think this game, they're not going to have enough firepower to come back. Oh, I just got giddy. It's very, it's me and Nick's, me and Nick's minds orbit on separate sides. But sometimes there's this rare alignment where Nick and I have. It's the like same the mega idea. powers when Macho Man and Hulk right. Hogan did that handshake. And when that happens, we tend to be correct. I love being on the other side. You're taking the Eagles. Oh yeah. Oh, I took them last week. All three of you straight up. I took them in the in the in our bracket, which we will update this week. By the way, you did. They weren't did. playing Congrats. the fucking Saints. Don't matter. They're playing the Bears, and you guys all seem to like the Bears too. Uh, yeah. 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 Bears so you're just going teams. just because to be against the grain? No, I like the actually like the Eagles with the spread with the with the number as Nick brought to the table this week. <laughs> New lingo. Straight, Why straight up? Why? Though? What's 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 it about the Eagles straight that gives up. you confidence in them? It's just the juice. Just the magic. The, yeah, the, the yeah. juice. The pass rush too. I think if they'll be able to disrupt uh, Drew Brees. Although I will say you said the double move. I don't know who you were referring to. The Canadian. That was Inman. I thought. Yeah, that that, that was Inman. Inman. I yeah, Inman. Wanna, yeah, I he wanna. wasn't. Oh, sorry. Did I not say that? No. Well, you mentioned Inman, but. But that's not who the Eagles played last week. <laughs> huh? You mentioned that Maddox on the Eagles got beaten by double moves from a guy from Canada. Oh, it was Allen Robinson. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> I know, Tip, but I will say your favorite. Who did Inman beat with that double move? The secondary who replaced the uh, Eric Reed. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Reed. Justin, Justin Reed. Reed. There you go. Not Justin Reed. He got hurt, and the, the guy. Came and then the next year. Well, yeah, but they, he got beat by Allen Robinson. There you go. Right. No, no, yeah. So I mean, if they can avoid getting beat downfield, I'm sure they have help over the top with Drew Brees, like Nick said. It was, it was Mitch Trubisky last week. This week it's Drew Brees. But, so it's serious threat to go over the top. Dude, Mitch Trubisky put up a 303 on them last week as a pocket passer. And we came in here and said we weren't impressed. So Right, but as a but that's not his game, pocket passer. Okay. So he he was um, able it's to... It's well known that, that that secondary isn't good, but I, I think the pass rush will cut down on that time. You know what happens when pass rush comes into New Orleans? Oh, oh, oh. You throw to Alvin Kamara. Sa, sa, sa! 90 yards. <laughs> Oh, and oh, we didn't Saints. see that last week. Oh, no, 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 yeah, we saw it for the first four weeks, and then what happened? No, I'm talking about my fantasy team right, now. Well, I was talking about Tariq Cohen last week. Oh. 
That was like a uh, that could have been like a like a drop on a rap song or something. Boom. Something good. Oh, that was good. Yeah, was that shit. was good. Yeah, everyone, I like that one better than Jordan. everyone at the Me same too. time. One, two, three. No, no, no. Boom. I'm not, not playing Damn your game. <laughs> I'm not playing your stupid game. Uh, I got home. One, two, three. Boom. I got I got Saints. Saints. I got Eagles with the, with the number. I got Saints. Who's gonna win the game though, boss? Saints. Probably the Saints, but I wouldn't call it crazy if the Eagles won. Gotta help the Eagles just get fucking first. Yeah, me too. Yo, if Nick Foles was in this game, guys, I can't even. Uh, I'm gonna shave my head. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to our confidence picks here. Uh, the standings as they stand are currently Nick is in first with nine points. What was the What was the records? Uh, three zero oh, and one. I, I went was. two and two. No, you went no, two you one didn't. and one. Two one and one. What am I? Everyone saying? has a tie. Yeah, what am because I saying? Because the important that the right because the the numbers from our push are moving over. So you have if it was your four game, then you have four points to play with. The more we talk about that game, the more I want to just throw my mic and leave. Yeah, sorry about that. Two and a half. So Boss had that as his four pick. So you have four extra points to uh, spread out this week. Should I go first? I'll go first. Everyone was everyone was two one and one. Everyone. No, I was three and zero. Oh, dog, fall back. Oh, my, right? bad, my bad. My bad. My <laughs> bad. So everyone was two one and one except Nick, who was three zero oh, and one. Yeah. Okay. But the standings mm-hmm. go. Boss with nine. No, no, no. no. I'm Nick, on the Nick has nine. Uh, I have seven. You guys have four. Okay. I'll start since I'm, I'm on the bottom. I got Pats. Uh, yeah, Pats minus four. Throw my four points that we're laying over that we returned for the push that we got back. All on top. 12 Ooh, points. 12 Ooh, on the Pats. Points. Pats minus four. Sorry, Nick. I hate it. had to be you. <laughs> such, such a dick. But, uh, <laughs> I'm in it to win it, too. I got a... Uh, damn, my phone just died. Um, <laughs> that's probably, Good luck, boss. Uh, Let's go. That's a bad sign, bro. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't die. What up? What? The higher powers shut that shit off when you're going against old Dirt McGurk. Quick, I got Cowboys <laughs> plus seven as my six, Eagles plus eight as my four, and Chiefs minus five as my two. Mm. Mm. All right, I'll go next. I couldn't, I couldn't pick which one I like better, so I, I have two points to play with. So I decided to make two eight-point games because I like them both equally. Saints minus eight versus the Eagles and Rams minus seven versus Dallas with the big dicks coming out. Um, I'm going all favorites. My number four is Kansas City minus five versus Indy, and my number two is New Orleans minus four versus uh, the Chargers. Uh, Nick mentioned something off off air that uh, last week all the underdogs won. Yes, and when that tends to happen in the playoffs, the next week usually the favorites. Just kinda... in general, like there'll be weeks where like oh, it's like the dogs will be like twelve and four against the number, and then the next week it's like none of the dogs cover. It's like twelve and four the other way. So historically, it just always flip flops. You so know, I'm, I'm I hoping it's flip. I'm hoping. I hoping it's flip flopping again. Mm. Uh, I took my two points and added it to my eight and my four, so I have nine, six, five, two. My nine, I'm gonna take the Saints minus eight. Uh, my six, I'm taking the Rams minus seven. My five, Chiefs minus five, and my two is the Patriots minus four. Can we I have the same exact? We have the same that? exact picks in the same exact Why? order. Joe. Is it because like if you lose your six, like your four pick is enhanced a little bit? I don't know, and I know I, I know like, this isn't right, and I know this mathematically doesn't exist, but when I look at these numbers, it feels like more, <laughs> <laughs> like nine hey, six five hey, two, just like to looks. The eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna start with my least confident. I'm going with the Cowboys plus seven. That's my two pick. Colts plus five is my four pick. Chargers plus four is my six pick, and the Saints minus eight is my nine pick. I had one point that I could carry over, and I'm putting that on the Saints. Mm. So, 
Jesus. I will take an, a loss on everything. Just give me the Chargers win, baby. Just give him that Chargers win. All right, joining us now is we got our guy, Joe Osborne from oddshark.com. And as you guys know, I'm actually, Joe, I'm not blowing smoke right now, man. I'm actually a big fan of your work. I, I tune into all your posts about the net yards per play is one of my favorite things. I've mentioned that a lot of times, how that's a good indicator that Vegas likes to use. And uh, you also do the betting picks, stats, and trends primer for Odd Shark. So joining us now is Joe Osborne from Odd Shark. Joe, what up? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I guess everyone gets their 15 minutes of fame. I guess this is mine, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, uh, I, wa- I want to get started, man, with um, sure. uh, j- just like a, a-, a question about this uh, net yards per play before we really get into the games, just because it's a very fascinating uh, report that you put out every week and you know as I mentioned many times on the show it's how many yards do you how many yards do you gain when you snap the ball and how many yards do you give up how did you come about getting this tool and getting this report and how do you find it so relevant to breaking down every game well as you guys know and anyone who bets on football knows there's a ton of luck involved in the outcome of a game uh, so this is a stat that I heard a lot of sharp betters use when they're breaking down their reasons for giving their picks and stuff like that. So I find it to be a useful tool because it basically eliminates random factors such as turnovers, botch kicks, special teams, touchdowns, things like that. So usually teams that you see at the top of the rankings they tend to be the better teams in the league teams that are down at the bottom they tend to be some of the bad teams in the league and usually teams who have a really good ats record tend to be pretty high up in the net yards per play rankings so it's one of my favorite tools to use what's up joe this is uh the other nick uh boss here um i'm going back to the sports book this weekend reluctantly because i I mean, as Nick knows, I had uh, Cowboys minus two and a half last week. So uh, the fact that I'm Rough. still here is remarkable. But, uh, <laughs> that was a bad beat, man. Oh, man, that was wow. awful. But um, the first game I was looking at was the, the Chiefs and the Colts. And, um, I mean, the, they both, obviously, the offenses, we saw it last week with the Colts early and often uh, going downfield. I think T.Y. Hilton had 69 yards. He almost covered his player prop early. But um, – me personally, I think it's going to be a shootout, and I was looking at some uh, touchdown and any anytime score props, and mm-hmm. when I look at the Chiefs, the really the only red zone target I see is really Travis Kelsey, and then I saw um, Kelvin Benjamin, Demarcus Robinson, and Sammy Watkins at all plus four hundred. So, what would you what do you think of taking a play on each of those to score a touchdown at any time during the game? Well, Kelsey is obviously that's that's a bit of a no brainer. Right, not I wouldn't Kelsey. be surprised to see a guy come out of the backfield and score a passing touchdown. But uh, you know, with with that type of prop, sometimes it can be like flipping a coin. You know what I mean? But if I'm picking one of those guys, Kelsey all day. Right, right. What side? Uh, what, when you're looking at this game in particular, you know, uh, a lot of momentum coming in on the Indianapolis Colts. Last week, we had f- all four underdogs cover the spread. And historically, man, the one thing that uh, we've been able to pick up throughout the years is anytime it's an all dog weekend, the following weekend, the favorites seem to wake up. So how you how you approaching this game with the five and a half point spread? Man, it's funny. The Chiefs are so good, but they're being undervalued. Uh, a lot of people are really high on the Colts, maybe a bit of a recency bias there. They've been playing well, 
So maybe they do deserve that. But I don't know. People are sleeping on the Chiefs a little bit here. They they didn't do, uh, finish as strong as they started. Maybe they peaked, uh, you know, the first half of the season. If you look at their season, they were pretty average against good teams. They lost to the Patriots, Rams, Seahawks. Uh, they split the games with the Chargers, and they had a close win at home versus the Ravens. But if I'm I'm not picking a side in this one, but if I have to, I'm going to go KC. Do you think the weather plays a factor in that game? It's hard to say, but one thing that I will point out, Andrew Luck in outdoor playoff games in his career, one of three straight up in ATS, four TDs and nine interceptions. So that's a bit of a small sample size, but he hasn't been good in this spot before. But I know you said you like the over. I like the under in this game. So the Colts defense has been pretty good over their last four row games. They're only allowing 12.75 points over that stretch. The Chiefs at home this year, they allowed 18 points per game. That's the sixth fewest in the NFL. Now I know people will look at that and pick them apart a little bit because they had the Raiders come down, Mm. the Broncos, the Cardinals, some pretty shitty offenses right there, right? But they did what they were supposed to do, so you can't punish them for that. Uh, speaking about doing what you're supposed to, it seems like Nick Foles is supposed to sit on the bench for about nine weeks and then come in and win Super Bowls. That seems like what he's supposed to do. But this week he's facing probably the toughest opponent that Mm -hmm. he's faced so far. Uh, do you believe in Foles magic or do you think it runs out this weekend? Well, I don't think they're going to win. I do believe in Foles. He's a big game player. Foles is at his worst. When it matters least, he's at his best. When it matters most. So I, I don't think – I think the Magic's going to run out. I don't think he's going to have a bad game by any means. But I think the Saints are just too good. They're very well rested. I don't think they're going to come in sluggish. Uh, and the home field advantage for them is just ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. Over their last six home games, they're averaging 35.55 points. Drew Brees at home this season – 21 touchdowns, one interception, a 133.3 quarterback rating. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, I, I like the Saints. I don't necessarily like them on the spread. I like over on their team total of yes. 29.5. Yes. And I love the Saints on a teaser. You can get them at minus two on a six-point tease. Yeah, I actually – um. Uh, this is this is probably my favorite pick of the weekend because the line opened up at 10 for Philly and it's been being bet down. And also, mm-hmm. uh, one in, important handicapping note, Drew Brees at home in the playoffs with the Saints. He's undefeated. He's 5-0. and um, Yeah. And, and that ho- now he has the defense to go along. We always talk about the Saints defense coming in as well. This is, yeah, I think that the the Foles magic, and I read that article you put up about the, the Foles experience last week ending in, in uh, the Windy City. I think yeah. it ends uh, over at uh, Bourbon Street this year, uh, this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a fun story. And the Eagles, you kind of have to look at them as two different teams. Like, I can't get that smackdown that they took in New Orleans. I think it was 45-7 that they lost uh, mm. about two months ago. I can't get that out of my head. But they had some real injuries on defense in that game. Carson Wentz didn't really play well. But... I think the Saints come out on fire, and they, they you'll see the fool's magic fizzle. Fizzle. Finally, it would fizzle. Yeah. yeah. 
so the Rams are coming off a bye. Gurley is on mm-hmm. almost a month of rest. Like, what do you think the Rams do here? I mean, this is a team that, uh, well, the Cowboys were a team early in the season where you were like, all right, well, this team's kind of trash. And then they get Amari Cooper. There's a spark. Do you think they have, like, a legitimate shot in this game to beat the Rams? A lot of people are thinking the Rams are going to, like, steamroll them. But uh, how, how do you Cowboys feel about the game? I think the Cowboys have a chance, but I'm not picking them. If you take a look at the Cowboys' home road splits this season, they are a dramatically different team on the road and dramatically bad on the road. So check this out. The Cowboys averaged seven and a half fewer points on the road this season. The Rams averaged 8.9 more points at home. Jared Goff's QB rating at home was 36 points higher than on the road. Prescott's on the road was 23.9. And speaking of net yards per play, the Cowboys ranked 27th on the road. Oof. So, Yikes. I like the Rams here to at least move on. Very comfortable with them on a six-point teaser. I'm going to pair them with the Saints. Um, and one stat that I like for this one is that the Cowboys average the fewer first-half points on the road this season. Uh, it was a little bit more than five. Uh, the Rams scored the second most first half points at home. It was 20. You can get the Rams on the first half spread at minus four. So I kind of like that one. God, nothing gets me more excited <laughs> than first half lines. That's when you know you're degening hard. <laughs> yes. Joe, I got to ask you a question, man, before we get into this Chargers Pats game. And uh, I've made a uh, financial investment on the Chargers earlier in the season. Okay. Uh, and it seemed like I was one of the few people that was pro Chargers. And now. As you look at this game against the, the Patriots, they're a four-point underdog on the road going into Foxborough. Uh, every single trend backs the Patriots here, but a lot of money is coming in on the Chargers. My question to you, just like a general thought, how do you feel when you're bullish on a team all year and then all of a sudden now the public is jumping on the bandwagon? I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like that like on a day-to-day thing. Like... Uh, if I know that I like a bet, whether it be NBA, NHL, NFL, whatever it is, and if I see a bunch of other people posting on Twitter that they're making that same pick, I do not like it. So I hate that spot. I hate when the other guys in the Archerk office are on the same side as me. So I like to be the uh, contrarian. Uh, so I don't like being in the spot that you're in right now. Yeah. So, like, with that being said, they're a four-point underdog on the road. I mean, the heart, the heart says L.A. Chargers. My guy Rivers got to take care of all these kids that he's popping out left and right. How do you feel this game is going to play out? Well, I talked about how bad the Cowboys have been on the road. The Patriots at home, man, this is unreal. So they're on a 15-game win streak at home, 12-3 ATS in that span. Average win margin during that 15-game win streak, 15.87 points. (sighs) So they're absolutely crushing teams uh, at home. In the Belichick era, the Patriots are 11-1 and in the divisional round at home. So I am leaning Patriots in this one. I also like the under in this game, too. Mm. Well, I'm not happy with everything you just said there. <laughs> Heart hurts on that let, one, but what can you do? Let me say this, though. Let me say this. Make me feel I better. I want the Chargers to advance. As someone who works in sports media... I'm sick and tired of needing to cover the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and in the Super Bowl. So let's get some new blood in there. 
Let's do it. Amen, man. As a Jets fan, I completely agree with that. <laughs> um, Dude, I'm a Dolphins fan, oof. so I feel your pain. <laughs> Uh, so what's your favorite pick of the weekend? If you if you had to like do the confidence pick like we did, if you had to like rank, I know I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but if you had to rank what for uh, your your most confident to your least confident picks, if you have to pick all the games this weekend, how would you rank them in terms of confidence? Uh, there's not one individual side that I'm in love with. Like I like that Rams first half number, but. I like a bunch of teasers, and I like a few totals. Uh, the best total that I like is under 48 for the Chargers and Patriots. The Patriots, they were really good at home defensively. They uh, allowed the second fewest points per game at home at 16.6. Over their last three home games, they allowed just 8.33. And we all know how good the Chargers have been defensively, so I think we'll see that one go under. Hopefully the weather does play a factor. Uh, next up after that, I like under in the Colts versus Chiefs. I think mm. that number is just too high. I know everyone's in love with uh, Indianapolis. They didn't score one point in the second half last That's right. week. Yeah. So I like those two. And then after that, I would probably go over with the Saints team total at 29.5. Then really I'll like go with the Rams minus four first half. But my two favorite bets of the week, I like an AFC underdog teaser and a NFC favorites teaser. Mm. So you're going through a part of me? No, no, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So you like the uh, you like the the Saints and the Rams in the tease, and then you like mm-hmm. the Chargers and the Colts in the tease. Yeah, so check this out. You get each of them at a great spot. So you're going to get Paris, the Colts plus eleven, and the Chargers plus ten. And then in the, over in the NFC, you're going to pair the Rams minus one and Saints minus two. So I, I love that. those. Just like by right, yeah, now nah, I hear you. I hear you. Judging off that though, it sounds like, I mean, just what you said, you like all the favorites to move on straight up this weekend. If you had to pick one uh, dog, who do you think it would be to go through this weekend? I would go with the Colts. Colts. Mm. Uh, they're the hottest team in the league. Like I said, maybe the Chiefs did already peak during the first half of the season. And like I said, they were pretty average against other good teams. They lost to the Patriots, Rams, Seahawks, and of course split with the Chargers. And the Colts have had some big wins down the stretch. So that's who I'd pick to win straight up. Well, I hope, uh, Joe, it was a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. I hope you're wrong on this uh, Patriots pick. But uh, I kind of do, too. You know, <laughs> you know what the interesting thing is? The only time the Chargers beat the Patriots was when Matt Castle was starting in the Phillips, Phillip Rivers era. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's going to have to get Brady over, over that. Do you guys home. know this head-to-head Brady versus Rivers stat? I believe it was. Uh, I know Rivers hasn't beaten him. Right. And I think they've only covered one game against the spread. Yeah, Brady's seven and zero and six and one ATS in his Jeez. career versus Rivers, so he's killed him. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that makes me feel good. <laughs> Joe, thank you, my friend, for joining us. Where can they find you if they want to contact you on uh, social media? If they want to read your stuff over on Odd Shark, guys, give me a follow on Twitter at JTFOZ, and all my work can be found on OddShark.com. Joe, it was a pleasure, my man. Thank you for joining us, and uh, good luck this weekend on all your picks except for the Patriot one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Good luck to you, and good luck to all the listeners as well. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, man. See you guys. All right. Well, that is all for this week's uh, episode. Uh, We appreciate you, Osborne, for coming on. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
This is a long fucking episode, by yeah. the way. I'm well, actually, uh, I like his work, man. You know, one of the few things that I do read, Tim, is some of his articles. So, yeah. <laughs> Why Tim? Yeah, was a, well, I you're do. a teacher, bro. Like, uh, you want to you teach the youth. You uh, want to yeah. be reading and shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said that. Though the alchemist. Grab that mic. Don't I'm so him. confused. Game-changing book. Let me tell you something real quick, guys. If you're lost in life and you really don't know where to go, <laughs> if you're north is south and you're east is west, read the alchemist. It'll change the game. Damn, that was a... That was deep, dog. You should have signed off on that. Should have. Damn. Sorry. Maybe just talked about a old ass book, like it was like a mixtape. <laughs> let me tell you something. Well, yeah, Change your life, three, bro. bro. It was the carpet three. East, yeah, west, you could go sell south. that book in Times Square. Yeah, what's good, man? If you, if you east and west and north and south, <laughs> I'm about to give you this book about change. It will fix it up for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. At Brodo Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. BrotoFantasy.com or BrotoFF.com for everything fantasy football year-round. And uh, check out our Instagram page for the wrap-up. If you guys don't follow us, I wrap a recap of the week in the NFL. Um, you wrap up the week in the NFL? I wrap, wrap up with a wrap. Uh, so check it out and tell me if you like the bars. Nick? You can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. The last episode of DFS Fridays for the season is up now. Check it out. Divisional Breakdown. Danny and I on Degeneration Bets. Give that a follow at Degeneration Bet. And uh, yeah, Impy, here you go. At Individual 27 on Twitter and the gram. Uh, at IMPY718. You already know Twitter and Instagram. Guys, a couple people have been hitting me up in the DMs. They are wide open. If you want to hear them talk about something specific, let me know, and I'll you know, and I'll get it on the agenda. Do we have a question of the day? Not today. Ah, but um, good looks, and and hopefully we'll have one for Send next. Send those week. DMs, man. We need yeah. a question of the day. DMs are we open. Get a, yeah, we get. Slide. We can just answer your questions on ats, which is what we usually do. But it's so much cooler to get Reddit on air, people. Yeah, like like uh, spur of the moment kind of a thing. Hit us with the DM. Yeah, bro. for sure. DMs are open. Boss. Jump in those DMs. Oh, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter or in Instagram at Joe Santagato. Go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. There's some bonus content on there and other cool stuff. We also have a tier called the Veterans Minimum tier that if you sign up for that, then you get are eligible for our March Madness bracket. Coming the winner soon. of that gets soon. a $200 credit towards any sports event that they want. Uh, but yeah, that is patreon.com slash veterans minimum. And that is all. See you guys next time. Do it again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.